Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We had a chat about um, um, some things that, some words that are kind of floating around um, that perhaps um, shouldn't be floating around so freely. First of all, 
Uh, Ian Lee on Talk Radio, by the way. Thanks very much. Um, let me pay, take you back to, to um, Friday's show, where we um, we had a chat with a gentleman called Mr Ethical. Do you remember that? Remember that? We'd had him on before, and it got a little bit heated, and he came on again on um, Friday. And during the interview, he said the F word, or variations of the F word, four times. And... Um, we d- 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 two were together, so it was an effing f, and then an f, and then an f, um, and we dumped those f's. What does dump mean? Let me tell you. We have a little button in the studio here that's got the word dump on it. Um, what you hear uh, on your radios or online or whatever is seven seconds. Uh, it gets complicated. Okay, uh, it, what we say in the studio and on the phones, it takes 14 seconds for that to be transmitted. Okay, so that means if someone swears or someone is libelous, um, I can press my dump button, I can put their fader down and that's seven seconds. I can do it twice in a row. That will be a double dump. That's seven seconds is removed and then over the next few minutes computer technology don't ask me how i don't understand it but computer technology will detect little gaps like that one and it will stretch them and stretch them until we get the delay um built up and someone um on twitter said i thought cursing was okay on your show and i said no 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 it's not and they said well i've heard you say the s word Mm, this story is already much more complicated than, than I expected. But bear with me, we'll get somewhere with it. Um, the, the S word I would class as a category C. The F word I would class as a category A. No, I class... Oh, it's so complicated. S word I class as a category B. The F word uh, and the C word I would class as category A. Um, the B word I would class as a C. It's It's all slightly subjective. Right. But the rules here, because of the nature of the station and the lateness of the show, are slightly different to other stations I've worked on and other radio slots I've done during different times of the day. Of course, um, if you're on Radio 4, you can have any of those words any time of the day. That's true. I've heard plays at two o'clock in the afternoon that have the C word. But that's by the by. And when I started here in March of 2016, it's almost a year, um, I was... Part of me, the the naughty 15-year-old in me, was thrilled to speak to Andy Goldstein. And he said, well, yeah, you can can say the S-word here. Can you? Can you? Yeah, 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 we we let the S-word out all the time. Really? You can say the S-word on the radio and not get told off? This was freedom unlike any other I'd known. And we got a little bit, I got a little bit... Free and casual with some of the language. Now, unlike television, there is no watershed on the radio. The watershed on television means that after nine o'clock, you're allowed to have bad language. And it's supposed to be gradual. So between nine and ten, you'll get an F and an S. After ten, you could have a C. It, that's kind of got a bit blurred. And you'll often hear bad language before nine. There is no watershed on the radio. Why is that? Well, the reason that was given to me, I don't know if it's right or not, but the reason that was given to me is um, it it is it's quite an old fashioned reason, but it's easier and more likely that kids will have a radio in their bedroom and will be able to listen to it at 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. Now, 
it's 2017 and kids have got mobile phones in their bedrooms and computers and tellies and laptops and all these kind of things. So it's slightly dated. But those are the rules, right? Those are the rules. And last year, I think I did get... I did say the S word and I did say some other, some other swear words, some, some C's, some category, not the C word, some category C's and, and maybe some category D's. And it was free and easy and it was fun, fun, fun. And then, um, towards the end of last year, we had a guest on who, um, I totally misjudged it. I misjudged it and he swore a couple of times and we managed to dump it. And then he swore again and I didn't dump it. And that is my fault for not being stricter um when he did the initial swears and it's it's all fine and we apologized and we you know we did everything we meant to do but i i I felt i had let myself down and my boss rightfully so phoned me up the next day and said you crossed the line there don't do it again fair play he was doing his job he was completely in the right to give me a phone call and to slap my wrist and i apologized and i thanked him for being so understanding um and because of that because I've been thinking a lot over Christmas about where I want the show to go and what I want the show to be. The telling off was like a tiny, about 10% of it. The rest of it has been me thinking about the show I want to do. And I'm also aware that we do have a lot of young people under the age of 16 listening to us uh, all over the world, you know, and I'm thrilled by that. Um, and so I have decided this year to really crack down on the bad language. I think I've pretty much cut all of my bad language out. I may still have a few bad habits. I'm not sure. So I'm sure you could find examples in 2017 of me saying something that perhaps is a little bit naughty. I'm sure you could. I'm a work in progress. Um, and I'm doing my best to curtail the bad language. And I think, I think I've got it, but, um, and you will have heard me being significantly stricter with callers um that we've had on the show and their use of language um and you you know you can when mr ethical came on and swore you could tell he wanted to have a rant most swears that you guys the callers make um are accidental because um you're a bit drunk which is fine um because you're a bit emotional here comes a cup of coffee i'm gonna get emotional thank you ed um, or because you're a bit nervous. Most of them are accidental. They just slip out because I think we've created quite a nice, relaxed atmosphere here. So it doesn't, for a lot of you, doesn't feel like you're phoning in a show. It feels like you're talking to a mate. We're not mates. Let's stress that. But that's the kind of atmosphere we've created. But I'm being stricter. I'm being much stricter. Category C's, I'm pressing the dump button where before perhaps I would have let them go. I'm turning the mics down and I'm giving people a yellow card. Okay? They do it again, they're off. They can call back the next night or a couple of nights later, but that's the end of that phone conversation. And I think it's important to clear that up because some of you have been kind of questioning. But but before Christmas and after Christmas, I thought swears were allowed. They're not. Okay, they're not. There are other words that are, I was going to say, equally as offensive. Potentially more offensive than swear words. And there's a few of them that are going around at the moment that have suddenly become normalised that have suddenly become acceptable to bandy 
around willy-nilly. One of them, and one of them, and one I don't know that much about, but I was doing some reading up on it tonight, is cuck. Cuck. Now, cuck, of course, is short for cuckold. Um, and that is, you, if you are a cuckold gentleman if your wife is cheating on you. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a sleazy word. In the last year or so, it has been um, taken over by racists and by white supremacists. A significant number of racists and white supremacists fall under the user-friendly title alt-right. And they use cuck in the sense of you want to see your wife having sex with another man and that other man should be black. That's, yeah, that's, I've been reading up on it. Um, fun reading. It, it, it's, um, it's, so it's an insult in two ways. It's an insult in saying you're not completely a man because your wife has to have, your wife has to have sex with another person. And also you are an inferior white because the other person your wife has to have sex with is a black man. You are, you are thereby saying you are weaker and inferior to black men. That's that's kind of doesn't always mean that, but quite often you will see um, white supremacists saying the word "cuck" um, and giving a knowing wink to the mobile phone that is filming them. So that's one word, right? And that word's open to interpretation. I guess you know you you could argue that the the the, the white supremacist thing is is not really what it's about, and it's it's just saying you're a weak man. Okay, it's not a particularly nice word, but. Okay, there's a little bit of wriggle room on that. Now, the next word is a word that I don't really understand, and I've been reading. I tried to look up this word, um, and I've uh, snowflake, snowflake. You're a snowflake, and I will tell you why it's been on my mind a lot today because someone I like to consider a friend of mine, Matt Haig, the author, um, who has, I'm going to say it, has saved people's lives with his book. Um, reasons to stay alive and he's written novels as well and stuff but he saved people's lives with that book i, I know it, it's a fact um he's been called he's been attacked by pierce morgan a man who i don't particularly have strong feelings about either way i think he's all right now admittedly i think matt might have called pierce morgan um well, see now i've got now i'm bound by my own rules um 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 a Richard. There we go. That's what we say. I think he might have called him a Richard. So in fairness, it would be fair to say that possibly Matt started it. But Matt has got however many followers he's got on Twitter. Pierce has got 5.4 million. Right. And Piers Morgan has started calling Matt out as a snowflake. A snowflake. Now, we can say it's a nice word and snowflakes are individual and everyone is completely different. Um, but... It is an insult. Now, I have seen references on Twitter that it goes back to Nazi Germany and that it's an anti-Semitic term. I must admit, there was a term used to describe um, Jews, I think. I must admit, I've looked into this. I've looked into it, not massively. I did about 10 minutes Googling and I couldn't find that reference couldn't find that reference okay so it was only 10 minutes googling i know i I would have hoped that if it were true it would have come up pretty quickly if someone has got a link that shows that brilliant send it to me i'll have a look at it um so there are some people saying it's it's an anti-semitic term i haven't found the evidence of that yet what i do know is 
It's an insult. And it's an insult that, um, again, implies weakness and implies emasculation and inferiority. I've gone to the UrbanDictionary.com. Snowflake is an overly sensitive person, incapable of dealing with any opinions that differ from their own. These people can often be seen congregating in safe zones on college campuses. The UrbanDictionary.com, as I found out today, is not a particularly nice site. (laughs) I didn't realise that they have a political viewpoint. They, They tend to, most of their pieces tend to come from the right. So snowflake is another word, and it's it's a weird one, right? And it is thrown about with such abandon that um, if anybody criticises Brexit, they are you can call them a snowflake, and that's that argument shut up. If anybody criticises Trump, you are considered a snowflake. If anybody supported um, the women's marches that took place all around the world, you are a snowflake. If you're a man that supports the women's march, you're quite possibly a cuck. You, do you see how this all works? So instead, of, it shuts down discussion. These words shut down discussion. So instead of um, someone saying, hey, I, I'm a man and I supported... Um, the the women's um, marches, people will shut you down by going, well, you're just a snowflake cuck. Or why don't they go and march in Saudi Arabia where women aren't allowed to drive cars? Well, you know, okay. Um, So it kind of shuts down a debate. So does punching, I'll be honest, so does punching a, a, a Nazi in the face. You know, it's thrilling to watch that. Is it Richard Spencer? Is that the Nazi's name? It, I don't know a lot about the gentleman, but it, it was, yes, it was, there was, it was thrilling to watch that clip, if I'm honest. It was a thrill to see something so real and live happening. But, 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 um, you know, hey man, I'm a pacifist, so I don't think you should be going around smacking anyone in the face, even if they are Hitler. You, you know, I don't know. Now, the other word, the other word, and there are loads of these words kind of floating around, but the one that really gets me and really upsets me that we live in a world where this word is now acceptable. And there are broadcasters that use this word. I mean, if you include broadcasting from Nana's bedroom, then, yeah, but there are broadcasters on proper radio stations that use this word. And... It's thrown around on Twitter and on Facebook and uh, and comment sections in articles. And it's the word libtard. Now, I'm not going to say it too often. I would have to say it a few more times, but I don't want to say it too often. Now, what it means is, well, you know what it means, don't you? It means a liberal retard. Wow. A liberal retard. Just let that sink in for a bit, because maybe you've used it and you didn't realise, you hadn't made the connection in your brain. Let's go to UrbanDictionary.com again and listen to this, and this is where you get the idea where their political leanings are. Liberal retard. Libtard sounds for a liberal retard. The L word wants to live in a fantasy world as opposed to dealing with life the way it actually is. Oh, I get it. You have an agenda. Um, the most I- idealistic L word envisions a time when science, technology and socialism will eliminate all poverty, hunger, war, disease, etc. 
Most L-words subscribe to the notion that people are basically good and build their foundation for activism and improving the human condition on that faulty premise. Um, and it goes on to... Goes over, in a lot, oh, and there's a, there, um, there's a line at the end about America being fantastic and all of that. La, 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 la. And this word is, um, is thrown around again... In the same way that cuck is thrown around more than cuck, actually, because I don't think it's quite used as, as much in this country as it is in America. Um, but I would say it's just behind Snowflake in the ease and abandoned, abandoned that it, it's used. And again, it shuts down an argument. Oh, I'm really disappointed that this country voted Brexit, and I think people were lied to. Oh, shut up, you libtard. Argument, instead of engaging in a in an argument, going, well, why do you think we were lied to? Or, well, you know what? It's, it's kind of tough. What can we do to work together to make this thing work? Shut up, you libtard. Argument is shut down. And it's, you know, and it's fun to put words together, but a liberal retard now i'm gonna be on it i read a brilliant article today um in the chicago tribune of all places written by rex hupke who's coming on the show in about 10 minutes time just under 10 minutes time and he's, i emailed him and he sounds like a delightful gentleman um and it's a brilliant article about how this word is um being used more and more and it is unacceptable it is unacceptable. And Rex makes a really bold and brave statement halfway through um, this article. And this is why I like him, because he's honest. He doesn't mind dropping himself in it. He says, the word retard or retarded is horribly offensive to people with intellectual disabilities. I hate the word And I regret there was a time in my life when I ignorantly used it as slang to insult people. Boom. And I'll be honest, I've called people that in the past. I've used that word. I've pulled the faces. You know what I mean? And I'm not proud of that at all, at all, at all. I'm ashamed of it. Um, And I thought we'd come so far over the past... 10, 15, 20 years, where saying, and I'm going to say them again, words like retard and spastic, um, we'd gone beyond that. We'd realised that those words um, weren't ours to kind of throw around and bandy about and use, um, you know, use as a tool um, to demean people and belittle people. There's also the assumption that, 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 that being a liberal is in somehow, again, it's that weakness. It's that weakness. It's a mental weakness to be a liberal. In the same way that snowflake is a weakness and cuck is a weakness, uh, the libtard is mentally weak because of their liberal uh, leanings. I don't know where I'm going with this, and I'm not expecting this to change anything at all, but I am aware... That in a world where we've got a president who lies, in a world where we've got a president's press secretary who goes out 
and lies to a group of journalists and tells them off for um, uh, telling the truth and then storms off without answering any questions. I'm aware that in that world where people like Katie Hopkins and Nigel Farage get paid three times as much as I do to broadcast to audiences five times the size of mine and get paid to write articles for the Daily Mail and get paid to be correspondents for Fox TV and get flown around all over the world and get to stick their tongue up the president's backside i'm aware that in a world where those people succeed and those people have you know bigger audiences and bigger followings and bigger bank accounts if that's how you measure uh, success and those are certainly some ways in this industry to measure success i'm aware that um little old um um snowflake cuck libtard voices like my own um we can't. I'm trying not to swear. I'm really trying not to swear. I was going to say we're um, weeing in the wind. Um, we're kind of on our own here. Um, so I don't know where we're going with this. And I don't expect this to change anything at all. And I know that most of you listen to this because most of you are coming from a similar political um, background to me are coming from a similar kind of, we think on, we think similarly on some things. Okay. I, I don't imagine there'll be many, um, right wingers listening to the show. Um, I just feel I need to plant my flag in the sand and say, do you know what? I'm not happy with the way that language is going. I'm doing it also as a check for myself, just to check in and, and, and try and clarify a few of my thoughts on the subject, because I don't think I have been completely clear with myself um, before. And also, I've got kids, right? I've got kids. And... um who were seven and five. It was the five-year-old's birthday at the weekend. It was the seven-year-old's the, the, the week before. And we did wonderful things. And the seven-year-old is growing up. And I reckon in about six months' time, he's not going to be a baby anymore. He's going to be a young man. I can see it happening. Um, and I'm trying to hold on to them being babies. You know? I'm trying to hold on to them being babies. And it's it's about to fall out of my hands. And they are about to become young men. And I am dreading the time that one of them comes home and says, Dad, what's a libtard? Dad, why did someone call me a snowflake? I'm dreading having them coming home and me having to explain that stuff to them. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Don't worry, don't panic. We're going to mess around. I've got some fun stuff to mess around with. You don't have to call in about this stuff, but you are more than welcome to. We're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to speak to... Was that me? Oh, look at that. Oh, look. Oh, look at that. The computer does that. Uh, when we come back, we're going to... Uh, we're going to... Stop doing that. That's very weird, isn't it? We're going to speak to Rex Hopkin. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his name correctly. You know these Americans. Um, who's written this article for the Chicago Tribune. And um, we'll go through it a little bit, and I'll post a link to it. I already have on Twitter, but you can have a look at it and read it. And then you can call in about that, or we can call in and mess around. Don't worry, I've got loads of stuff to talk about. I just thought, you know, Monday, let's um, let's set a few things straight, shall we? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
Late Night Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Have a listen to this. This is the introduction to um, Rex's excellent, excellent piece. Uh, today, I, this is from December the 29th, last year. Today I'd like to discuss a word. It's an awful word. One that sprouted from an even more awful word. And it's often slung about with reckless abandon by people annoyed by anyone expressing a liberal point of view. The word, and I'll write it here in full for clarity, is libtard. You can likely guess the roots of that word. It stands for liberal retard. Readers direct that term at me constantly. It comes via email, tweet and Facebook comment, and it seems to pervade all manner of online political arguments. Um, and he goes on to um, to talk more about it. Well, I'm, I'm very pleased to say that we have the uh, Chicago Times, uh, Chicago Tribune. Oh, I nearly got it wrong, Rex. I nearly attributed you to the wrong newspaper. I was so determined to get it right. The columnist from the Chicago Tribune, Rex Hupke. Hi, Rex. Nice to talk to you. The same here, yes, and believe me, I've been called much worse. Uh, <laughs> I really listen. I really enjoyed this piece because it, it, this, this, this has been bothering me a lot recently with with Trump and with Brexit over here. The um, the, uh-huh. the the way that um, the, the certain words, and we've talked about snowflake and cuck, um, but the way and, yeah, and this uh-huh. the L word, the way that they're thrown about so easily. And you're right, libtard is a horrible, horrible word when, when you dissect it and, and, you know, work out where it comes from. Where, where have you come across it? People have been sending it to you personally, have they? Oh, yeah, yeah. I would say easily once a day minimum. I, I'm hit either on Twitter or via email uh, by someone using that word. And I often will respond and say, listen, t- call me anything you want. I don't care. But do you realize that that word is actually insulting to people with intellectual disabilities? And you, you leave them out of it. You know, that, that's really mm. my, at the heart of it. It's like, you, you know, I, if you want to insult me, you call me any name in the book. Hey, that's fine. It comes with a job. No problem. But you're using a word that is perpetuating the R word, which is deeply insulting to people with disabilities. And I, I've spent a lot of time in my career writing about uh, people with intellectual disabilities. And, and I've, I know personally, I know firsthand the the harm that that does, mm. uh, and that, the harm that that word causes, and it's dehumanizing. And so that's what really bothers me. I mean, I'm not saying, I, I'm not being a snowflake, as they would say. I'm not saying don't, don't insult me. I'm just saying if you're going to insult me, at least, you know, don't insult me in a way where you're actually hitting other people. It just doesn't make any sense, and it's it, offensive. It's so depressing, um, and I've seen it actually pop up a couple of times on Twitter over the weekend because with, with Trump's inauguration and the, the women's protests and all manner of things, that kind of people slightly mm-hmm. arguing against this word, and I it, it sets us back about twenty or thirty years. You mentioned in your piece that in you know in your youth you used to work, use the R word as a, a, an insult. I did it as well when I was a kid, I, you know, and I'm deeply embarrassed and deep ashamed that I did but we as a society had come so far in distancing ourselves from using those words as insults and it just seems in the last six months 12 months that it's been it's become okay again to do that yeah it's this whole uh, battle against what what people call political correctness mm. and 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 it's honestly what it really is though is just an excuse to be a jerk. I mean, people are people are just using this as a way to say, well, I want to. I've always wanted to speak like this. I've yep. always wanted to say this. I'm going to just do it, and I don't care now. And it's cool. And it's somehow like I'm I'm part of a like a club now that that where this is acceptable. But the thing is, it's not acceptable. And 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 the people that are 
being insulting, whether it's uh, the L word or I mean, all variety of different yeah. just brash and, and offensive comments that people are using nowadays much more freely. It it's a small that's a small group they're small and loud uh, but but that is not most people and i and i and i will say the response to that column i wrote was overwhelmingly positive mm. i mean of course there were there were a few knuckleheads as there always are but but by and large both from liberals and conservatives i heard back with people saying yeah this is that's just bad is there, be is doing there, no, can i play devil's advocate for a second rex is there not a Please, danger yeah, the sure. echo chamber effect though where where the people that are likely to read your column are likely to kind of agree with you anyway? Uh, either, yeah, that's certainly a, an issue, although I will say a lot of people who don't like me seem to read. <laughs> Perhaps my <laughs> well, avid yeah. readers are the ones who dislike me. Yeah, <laughs> the same same with our listeners, actually, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Well, that's pretty, you know, I listen to Rush Limbaugh. I don't like Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> so, you know, it's that sort of, uh, you get a, a surge of some kind of uh, dopamine or something whenever you get angry, I yeah. guess, or whatever. But so... Uh, but yeah, but like I said, usually I can tell when uh, a column has been received by kind of just one one audience. Mm. But in this case, like I said, I, what surprised me was the feedback I got from a lot of people who are conservative, and they said, you know, I'm, I'm conservative. I usually disagree with you like 98 percent of the time. But in this case, a lot of them had their own experiences. You know, they had a, a child with an intellectual disability or a family member uh, they knew of somehow. And so it was nice to see, and that's what—that's the kind of thing. Given what's happening, and you're seeing it there too. I know yeah. the, the sort of this kind of orneriness, this this desire to be almost really mean is what it seems like. Uh, where suddenly being mean is a is a sign of strength and mean and, is uh, the word. And, mean is there, yeah. is there, you, I'm really worried, Rex. I mean, I've got two young lads who are seven and five. I'm worried that this is the way it's going to be for the next twenty years. You've now got a president who has openly admitted to grabbing women by their sexual parts. Brexit over mm-hmm. here, not not everyone that voted for Brexit is a racist, of course, but Brexit over mm-hmm. here, leaving the European Union, seems to have legitimised um, some racist arguments. I, I, there just seems to be this meanness everywhere. Do you think we can get back from it? I do, yeah, I really do. And I, I, I honestly feel like... This is every. This caught everybody by surprise, and and we've been sort of rolled over by it. But again, when you look at the actual numbers, at least here, if you talk about Donald Trump, yeah, and I would like to apologize to all of your <laughs> listeners for him. Oh God! <laughs> on I behalf didn't. of on behalf of a good portion of America, I apologize. Uh, but uh, he uh, he won. Yes, uh, no question about that. But if you actually tease out the number of people who voted for him. Mm. You're looking at a, a, a narrow one-fourth of the voting population, which is – you had about 50 percent of the people stay home, which is inexcusable. Yeah. You had a, t- a titch over 25 percent vote for Hillary Clinton, and then 25 percent roughly vote for him. And, of course, with our electoral college system, that was good enough. And a lot of the people that voted for him were not this sort of passionate followers. They were people who could not stand Hillary Clinton and, and so were, would, would vote for anybody besides her. So – so I, I still believe, and, and maybe I'm being the eternal optimist here, but I still believe that people of, of thoughtful people, people of good spirit and, and open-minded people prevail here. I just think that there's been a big shift. But like most big shifts, I think you're going to see a fairly quick rebound from this. Uh, and I thought that the women's marches everywhere were an excellent sign. Now, that has to continue, of course, but that was a pretty, that was a pretty strong 
uh, swipe back at the sort of things we're talking about, at the sort of meanness and negativity. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I have hope, but it's going to be an upward climb. There's, um, there's a they great have power, the, they have the power it, now. In the piece that you wrote, there's a great. You've got a great quote from the um, the, the, the the people behind the Special Olympics. Um, uh, and I, I, I take a quote from that. This is from the Special Olympics uh, piece. Additionally, when retard and retarded are used as synonyms for dumb or stupid by people without disabilities, it only reinforces painful stereotypes of people with intellectual disabilities being less valued members of humanity. And that's why that, 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 even if nothing else, that's why that L word is just, it's heartbreaking that it, at the moment, it's normal to say that, and it's acceptable to say that. And if I complain at someone for calling me that, I'm a snowflake, I'm a cuck, I'm all of these, you know, mm-hmm. words that mean weakness, whether it be sexual or masculine or, or mental, they all, they all are weakness, and it's... um. Oh, it's just a horrendous time, I think, Rex. It is. It's 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 really sad. And what I said in the in the column, and and what I would encourage any anybody on this planet to do, is I said go spend some time with people with intellectual disabilities. Find, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a special Olympics uh, place, or you know, find a, any any sort of place that works with people with disabilities, and go spend some time because I, it will change you. I mean, and that's what happened to me as well. I mean, I had certainly matured uh, by the time I started reporting on these issues, but you know, I spent so much time, and and you have no idea how wonderful and brilliant and and ama- just impressive and such genuinely kind human beings so many people with disabilities are, and as soon as you do that you will walk away and you will never use that word again. Uh, and so all I ask of people, I guess, is is don't just use a word and don't just laugh at people when they tell you it's offensive. Mm. Go meet the people uh, who mm. are, you know, at the heart of that word and then and then talk to me after that. Rex, I must admit, I hadn't heard of you before today and I'm so glad I did because I've kind of fallen a little bit down the Rex Hupke rabbit hole. Um, I, and I mean that in the politest possible sense of the word. Honestly, I'm going to be, I'm going to spend the rest of the week looking a bit. I also read the brilliant piece, um, you wrote, is it from today? Yes, I think it might be. Uh, your, uh, your letter to the press secretary, Sean Spicer. Sean Spicer yes. is an absolute legend. Do you remember, um, I guess it was about 2002, 2003 when we invaded Iraq. And I can't remember the name of the guy, but, but Saddam Hussein's press secretary guy. And he no, was. Baghdad Bob. Yeah, and he's there. Give it. He's, he's there giving a statement saying, no, 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 there's no tanks in Baghdad. We don't have, there's no tanks. And there were literally tanks behind. No, the Americans haven't made it to Baghdad. And literally, you could see it in the same shot. And um, Sean Spicer reminds me of him. And your, your letter to Sean Spicer saying about how there were billions of people at the inauguration. It was 75 degrees. It was June. Um, and there were unicorns there. Oh, it's just so delightful, Rex. It's really, really funny. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope you all will give me shelter when I am uh, forcibly removed <laughs> well, from the country in about the, a week or so. <laughs> the, the, the plus side is you're going to have loads of material. The downside is you're well, probably, yeah, no. probably going to die of a nuclear attack. So, you know, yeah. ups and downs, Rex. Yes, you take the good with the bad in this life. And, uh, uh, off you go. Uh, mate, listen, I, I think it's brilliant. I'm gonna, I've, I've retweeted the link to your stuff. I'll tweet it again a bit later on. And uh, any time you want to come on and share some stuff with us, you'd be very welcome. Thank you, Rex. Thank you all very much, and uh, yeah, have a great night. Appreciate it. Good nice luck. One. Thanks, uh, Rex Hupke from the Chicago Tribune. Um, I've just tweeted a link to some of his pieces. Isn't it great when you discover 
Um, just a, just something brilliant. Just something brilliant. And he's very, very funny and very clever and well worth going have a little read. I've read two or three of his pieces in the 30 minutes before the show. And I'm going to spend the, any spare time I've got this week going and looking at some of his others because he's very funny. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, don't worry. I have fun stuff for us, including... Uh, celebrities that have had the same haircuts their entire career. I'll give you two. Brian May and Jerry Lewis. Thank you very much indeed. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Tonight is one of those nights I've turned over to local radio, says Super Soul. As soon as I hear Ian talk politics, I think, no, not tonight. <laughs> I'll try again tomorrow. Well, you're missing me talking about celebrities who've had the same haircuts all their careers, you muppet. That wasn't really politics either. Where was the... Po- anyway, 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 anyway. 0344 Andy! Hi, Ian. Hey, Andy. How you doing, man? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I just want to find out talking about this word libtard. Yes. Um, personal disclosure, I actually have a disabled son, so this issue was pretty personal to me. Right, go on. Um, I'd like to know what your point of view is on Angelos Epithemu. Because I've heard him on your show before. Yes. And, um, I think it's just a little bit 80s, and his shtick just mocks a disabled person, eh? I'd like to know your point of view on that. Where do you get that from? Um, well, I've seen Dan Skinner in a few films. He's really, really good on notes and blindness, so I'm not kind of hating on the guy. But it seems a little bit 80s, you know, the way he dresses up. That's not how he looks. The way he acts. He's, pl- he's playing a character, but he's not, play- he's not playing someone disabled. Well, he's playing someone with a reduced mental ability. Someone that perhaps. Well, he's might playing. Be no, he's, no, no oh, I think you're. No, Andy, I think you're stretching it a bit. He's playing an idiot. There's nothing wrong with playing an idiot, but he's not playing someone retarded. Uh, well, I beg to differ. Well, we'll have to disagree then, Andy, but I think you're way off the mark on that one. He's playing an idiot. What's wrong with playing the, the, the idiot? Well, I suppose it's part of a spectrum, really. Oh, come on, dude. There, 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 what about Bottom in A Midsummer Night's Dream? What's wrong? He, you say he's Bottom's retarded. That was a very long time ago. I'm talking about now. Would you say that Bottom was retarded? Um, he was a fool. Yeah. Um, Would you say he was retarded? Possibly. Quite possibly. Would you, so you say that Bottom in A Midsummer Night's Dream is offensive because he's playing retarded? Not particularly. I think you're stretching the point. I'm well, no, yeah, I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to put this in context. That it, that there is a long, great tradition of playing the idiot, of playing the fool. Yeah. And that is completely, off the, completely different from playing someone who is retarded. I, I beg to differ. I, I think that he displays autistic tendencies in his comedy. Oh, and Andy, Andy, mate, I'm sorry, man. You, you, you can think that if you want, but you're, you're way off the mark. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll find up to find your opinion on it. Like I say, um, it's, it's a really personal issue to me, so perhaps I'm, I'm really sensitive to it, but... I think you're being oversensitive on this case. He doesn't make jokes about the disabled. He doesn't... He doesn't... I've, I've seen him loads of times. I've never, it's never even crossed my mind to consider that he's playing a disabled character. He's playing an idiot. Wait, an idiot? Yeah, he's playing an idiot. And there's a huge difference. And you know that. Come on, man. Well, I, I just think it's part, part of a spectrum. But what, and where, it, where, where, where it, do you it, draw it, the line on a spectrum? I'm intellectually inferior. No, to the, the shtick is he's... Look at me he's, he's, my carrier bag. 
Yeah, the shtick is he stay. Well, hang on a second. The fella that runs the cafe in Coronation Street ca- holds a carrier bag. Is he on a spectrum? Yeah, I'll probably say so. And is, that, accept- and is that acceptable? He's not a model of comedy. It's not something to be laughed yes, at. Yes, he is. Roy is the comedy character in Coronation Street. He's there for the light relief. He's got a shop called Roy's Rolls. He's the he's the bottom. He's the light relief. Okay, well, fair enough. I can, I can understand that point. It's just um, yeah, so just is he is he okay in a soap that's watched by regularly by fifteen million viewers? Having someone who you're in, in your opinion is is playing autistic is that okay? Well, of course, yeah. But he's not why is a that okay? Model of comedy. Well, no, he is Andy. He's the he's the he's the comic relief in that program. In the same way that Bottom is the comic relief in a Midsummer Night's Dream, he is the comedy character. Is that okay? Yes, but I'm. Why is what's to... the difference between him and Angelos then? Because he is just a person that plays his character for comedic effect, and that well, that's what Roy. That's what Roy is in Coronation Street. Andy, he, he has more facets than that. He is is ultimately loosely it's a drama. And yes, he's the comic relief in the drama. Yeah. But so because he's, he's surrounded by a drama, that's okay. So comedy. I would. I would. And, Andy, I, would I think you. The fact uh, that Andy, you know him personally, maybe. Oh, your opinion. I'd like to know and, what everyone Andy, thinks. Andy, I've met him. I've met him once exactly, in my. I've met him once in my life. I don't know him. I've met him once in my life. He's not a mate of mine. Chance would be a fine thing. I think you are way off the mark on this one, man. I think you're way off the mark. And I'm really sorry that it feels like to me, because of your son, that you're kind of looking out to be offended. You're, look, you're, you're looking for things that aren't there, man. Oh, not at all. I wouldn't say I'm looking out to be offended. I would say that I've seen him. I'm a massive Shooting Stars fan. That's the first time that perhaps me and a lot of people saw him. And I don't know. It's just... It's just it's a bad taste, I have to be fair. Um, and no, I respect your opinion, fair enough. Um, perhaps you are right, perhaps I am, I am being overly sensitive, but that's how I feel. Okay, nice one, Andy, thanks for calling. Cheers, mate, bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. 499 Alan! Yep, 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 Alan! How was the weekend? Yeah, uh, it was good fun, good fun. What did you do with the lads? We, well, it was, uh, youngest, uh, fifth birthday on Saturday, so we went to the cinema to see Sing, which is actually a really good film. I thought it was gonna be rubbish, and we went because it was the only kids' film on. Sing is greater than La La Land. I've seen that advertised, advertised on the buses. Yeah, it looks, uh, and I saw the trailer, I thought, well, it looks rubbish. It's just gonna be kind of like, um, sort of X Factor type thing. Um, but actually, it was blinding, absolutely blinding. Then in the evening, we watched, um, the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse of the Black Pearl. Yes, the one. And I'd forgotten that actually it's quite scary for kids, and my youngest got terrified by the bit where they they turn into skeletons. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So we had to stop it. We had a little pep talk. We just, and I kept saying, look, that guy there, the one with the wooden eye, I used to live with him. That's, that's our friend Mackenzie. Whenever we get stuck and we find a bug in the garden or a plant that we can't identify, we take a picture and that's the guy I send it to and he tells us who it is. Oh, Mackenzie Crook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that made it a little bit better. Then we started watching the rest and he fell asleep and the eldest was, was scared but, but felt grown up for, um, going through it. Um, and then on Sunday, busy weekend, Sunday was party day. And the party involved us going to one of these indoor 
climbing places. Wacky warehouse? No, 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 it's no soft play. This is one of these things where you wear helmets and, um, harnesses, and then you, um, you climb up a wall, on, being held up by a bit of rope. Climbing? I didn't fancy it. I oh. didn't fancy it, but the kids were fearless. I mean, it went up about 20 feet, and some of them went right to the top. Oh, wow. I don't know what 20 feet is. No, it's probably about 30 feet, actually. Right. Yeah, so it was good, although I wasn't sure that one of the instructors was that good with kids. And I had to, and also, it was my kid's birthday, right, so we paid for everything. But there were two kids that were getting more goes than he was, just because of the way the numbers were. And I kind of stepped in and said, can we, um, I don't want to be rude, but it's this boy's birthday and we're kind of paying for it. So maybe he should be getting more goes. If anyone's going to get more goes, it should be this guy. So we got a little bit tense. Um, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, and I was listening to your discussion about words that should be banned. Yes. Well, I'm not, not saying it should be banned. I just, you know, I wouldn't say going to go as far as banning, but yeah, go on. I can think of another one. Yes. It was a term that was usually popularised by Red Dwarf. Smeghead? Yeah. Well, you know what smeg is, don't you? It's an alternative version of the F word. No, it... Oh, yeah. All right, do you know what? Because I don't want to explain what it is. Yes, Alan, that's exactly what it is. All right. And then, Ford, we're going to be on BBC. We should keep it clean. Exactly, Alan. Uh, why don't you go and Google the word and see what comes up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's an hour of radio for you. I bet you weren't expecting that, guys. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We went to see Kath and I went to see the amazing King of Comedy tonight. It's one of my favourite favourite films. I got three favourite films. My favourite film of all time is Head, starring the monkeys. Of course, I love it. I've seen it over a hundred times. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, then I've got two kind of other favourite films that aren't Head, and one of them is The King of Comedy, and one of them is Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino. Oh man, Araka, Araka! What a movie that is. You seen that movie? Oh, what a movie. What a movie. But we went to see The King of Comedy at the BFI, and there were probably, I don't know, 100, 150 people there. And it's weird. I've not seen it for years and years and years. So I'd actually forgotten big chunks of it. And it, 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 was, it started and, and ended differently to how I remember it. Um, but it's weird seeing a film that you're pretty familiar with, um, with an actual audience, because there were people laughing. That was the weirdest thing. There were people laughing, and some people were laughing at the bits that I found funny. Some people, how dare they, were finding other bits funny that I'd never noticed before. And it was brilliant, and it was a special cleaned-up 4K edition. It looked absolutely stunning. Easily one of De Niro's best. I started watching Goodfellas at the weekend. I got bored. Um, I started watching, um, not White Heat, not City Lights, Mean Streets. I got bored. But King of Comedy, oh, man. It was a joy. But, 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 but. I was looking at people's hair in it. And I was I was looking at Robert De Niro dressed up as Rupert Pupkin and thinking, oh, I think I could probably pull him off if I were to go to a fancy dress party. That is possibly who I'd go to. I could probably find a suit like that. And I was fascinated by De Niro's hair. It's a really strange styling. Um, and Jerry Lewis is in the movie. And Jerry Lewis has the same haircut in 1982 as he's got in 2017 as he had in 1949. This kind of DA cut that's slicked back. Thick grease and a side parting. And
And it got me thinking, dear listener, which celebrities have got the same hair they've always had? Have a think over the news and give me a call. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. I've been tweeted. The alt-right are out for me. (laughs) I'll tell you what James Flynn said after the news, whoever he may be. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Sometimes I expect a little too much. Sometimes I push too hard Trying to see what you will be I lose sight of who you are You're still a young man with the world in your hands To mold any way you choose Your dream and mine are one of a kind both want the best for you I just want to see you shine Sun As bright as you can You're an exceptional boy You'll be a hell of a man Whatever you decide to do Just give it your best That'll be fine I just want to see you shine Sun Want to see my sun shine See you shine, sun, as bright as you can. You're an exceptional boy. You'll be a hell of a man. And whatever you decide to do, just give it your best, and that'll be fine. I just want to see you shine. Wanna see my sun shine Yes, I just wanna see you shine, sun Wanna see my sun shine That'll do, wouldn't it? 
I like that song, Dennis LeCorrier. It's good, isn't it? It's good, that. I've been thinking about my boys and stuff because of the weekend and birthdays and they're, they're... No, 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 no more coffee for me. No more drinks for me, dear listener. We have no calls lined up, so if you want to give us a call now would be an excellent time. 0344 499 1000. So, so, so. Oh, I tell you what, celebrities have got the same haircut. Someone has um, suggested on Twitter, and I think we can say this. Who was it? Who was it who suggested this? Um, oh, Louise, Jimmy Savile. She's correct. She's correct. Jimmy Savile did have the same haircut. So we've got Savile, May, and Jerry Lewis. Anyone else? Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, we call you back, by the way, and we've got lots of new American listeners. Oh yeah, this guy, um, uh, this guy who is, uh, I believe, is an American. Um, where have you gone? Why is uh, Twitter being so rubbish tonight? Oh, James Flynn. You demonstrate the left beautifully. Thank you. I would say centre-left, but thank you. I take that as a compliment. Terrified of words like snowflake. And here's the rub. But not bothered about grime artists who rap about knives. (laughs) I mean, he's an American, so I'm guessing he might be listening because um, Rex tweeted the link. I'm guessing that's how he's found us. Or James... A, I'm not terrified by the word snowflake. It upsets me that, that more about the L word and uh, being bandied around. You know, so that, that's fine. Um, and <laughs> being upset by certain language doesn't exclude uh, me being ups- preclude. Is that the word? Preclude me being upset about other things in life. I, I, I didn't mention rape or female genital mutilation or incest or murder or um, a child abuse. I didn't mention any of those things in that 30 minutes, but it doesn't mean I'm not bothered about them. So, <laughs> James, good effort. I see you're a writer. Good effort. Um, I'm going to give... If you were a book on Amazon... I'd give you uh, two stars out of five. And that is that is me being generous. Um, Elizabeth says Alan Titchmarsh. Someone, oh, come, come, come now. Someone's tweeted, James, is the poor little snowflake frightened of songs about knives? G- g- calm down, guys. <laughs> calm down. Um, we went, um, what day was it? was it? It was Saturday. It was after the pictures. That was it. We went, we said to the uh, youngest, you can go anywhere you want for lunch. What do you fancy? Pizza. And it was for, for a while it was pizza. So we were heading towards Pizza Express. Then he said he wanted burgers. Then he said he wanted pizza. Then he said he wanted burgers. And we settled on burgers. And where we live, there's a Byron Burgers, nice but pricey. There's a really nice burger place, but it's kind of on the other side of town. And there was a, I'd seen another nice burger place. And I said, oh, why don't we try this third nice burger place let's go in there and it's this tiny little place um and it was a little bit expensive but it was all right we thought you know it's his birthday let's treat him right so we ordered our food and the kids in the end didn't want burgers they wanted um chicken nuggets and my wife and i each had a different burger now here's the thing the, the the first thing that got me The food didn't come on plates. The food came in these little sort of rectangular boxes. And I thought, all right, okay, we're in one of those places, fine. And then 
the second thing that got me is this me being we get some calls by the way jerry richard and craig i'll come to you in a minute <clears throat> is this me being um prissy is this me being prissy um the food didn't come at the same time so my youngest came first and then a couple of minutes later my eldest and then five minutes later the burgers came and i kind of thought well i know in some places your food comes at different times if you go to wagamama's right it's great food but they always say your food will come when it's ready your food will come when it's ready and they say that every time, and you accept that. And every other place I've been in, it doesn't happen very often, but where the food is going to come at different times, they say, just let you know, your food will come when it's ready. They didn't at this place. So the boys came, two minutes later, uh, three minutes later, the next boys came, five minutes later, the burgers came. And it's not being served on plates. Okay. We'd also ordered smoothie, a milkshake, and some tap water. Five minutes after the food comes, the first, the, the milkshake comes. We're going, can we get some tap water, please, as well? Yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. Tap water never turned up. The smooth... There's so many things. The My smoothie came after we finished our food, right? Okay, fair enough. And it was also served in... You know, it's served in jam jars. Served in jam jars with a straw in it. Okay. The burgers, right? The burgers were too big... And too sloppy to pick up. Okay, you couldn't... And even if you cut it in half, as I tried, you couldn't pick it up because it all just fell out. So you had to eat it with a knife and fork. I thought, well, that's... Okay, that's not brilliant. My youngest saw my eldest's milkshake and went, oh, I want one now. Oh, why didn't you want... I want one now. Okay, it's your birthday. Can we get um, a chocolate milkshake? Sure, sir. After 15 minutes, when we'd all finished our food, the chocolate milkshake hadn't arrived. And we said, is he going to, is he doing the chocolate milkshake now? Because if he's not, we're going to cancel it. Right? And we'd explain to the boy, look, we'll go somewhere else if you want. But getting on my nerves a bit. Midway through this, by the way, the waitress has said, excuse me, this sounds funny, but um, the, uh, the, the guy behind the bar, he, are you a TV presenter? Yes, I am. Carried on. Normally, I, normally, yeah, 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 but, but yes, I am. We carried on fretting over our food coming at different times, right? And then we said, right, do you know what? We're going to cancel the chocolate milkshake because it's taken too long. We didn't get the tap waters. We're just, can we just get the bill, please? Oh, fine. Of course, of course. And then the bill came after 10 minutes and she said, I've taken 10% off. All right, that's fair enough. Um, and then we sat there. With our coats on and my card. It's a tiny place and my card out. And they didn't come for 10 minutes. I said, right, you guys go and get in the car. I'm going to get up and pay. Okay. So we, we they went to the car. I was with my youngest. And we got up to pay. And it had not been a particularly successful meal. We were all going under our breath. We won't be coming back here again, right? And the service had been absolutely shocking, right? Um. And we're there waiting to pay. And then, the, for some reason, the card machine isn't accepting my card. And I'm stood there going, uh, it's telling me to take the card. And I had to do it all. I was going, it, it, it's telling me it's not gone through. Do you want to run, run it through again? He's going, all oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said, and this is the only time in my life. He said to me, I know this sounds funny. Direct quote. I know this sounds funny. But can I get a picture with you? 
And this is the only time in the, count them, 19 years. Next year is my 20th year in professional show business. Sweet Christ, shoot me. In the 19 years of um, profession, of, of being vaguely recognisable, the only time I've gone, no, do you know what? Now's not a good time. Because I, inside I was fuming. We'd already had money taken off and there was certainly no tip we going to be left. And inside I was fuming. And he said, can I, I know this sounds funny, but can, can I have a... I went, no, do you know what? Today is not a good day to ask me for that. Oh, okay, fine, fine, fair enough. We were there for ages trying to get the payment and I walked out. And I was thinking, that place ain't going to be there in six months. The service was so poor. It, it was just awful. Just awful. Um, Jane C says, celebrities with the same haircuts, hashtag haircuts, hashtag Gertrude, Chaz and Dave. Yeah, we'll have that. Oh, I've got to sort out. Sort out. I'm going to meet Chaz and Dave and interview them for the show. Jerry! What was that bloke about Dan Skinner for? Oh, I don't... I, listen, I don't know. I, I, I like Dan Skinner. He's a good actor. If, if, if I thought for any second Angelos was mocking the disabled, then we, we wouldn't have him on him. But, uh, have him on. But he's not, he's not at all. He's playing the idiot in the great tradition of people playing the idiots that goes back to bottom. There's, there's an idiot in, um, the, 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 in Chaucer. I can't think which one's the idiot. It's the same Dan Skinner who did the Kennedys, is it? Who did the what? Kennedy. I don't know. I don't follow his entire... I've, I've not got his CV in front of me. Have you not? No. Oh. I do apologise. It's OK, I'll let you off. Someone said Pat Sharp. No, Pat Sharp doesn't count as he's cut the mullet off. Bruce Dickinson's cut his hair as well, hasn't he? So he doesn't count. Has he? Yeah, it's short, short hair. Uh, Noel Edmonds. Yes, Sam, we'll have that. Noel Edmonds, definitely. Brian Glover. Uh, uh, he's bald, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, well, that'll do. Yeah, we can so take... He was a wrestler. Yes, I do know that, yes. Uh, sorry, so good. Rene from Aloha Low, who died today, he had the same haircut. Very, very funny man. Well. But he's schizophrenic. Well, I mean, so, was, was Aloha Low ever funny? Borderline racist. Sorry? Well, no, I don't think it was racist. It was it was racial stereotypes. I, don't, I wouldn't call it racist. I mean, I, 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 who was the... Was it Helga, the sexy Nazi? Um, uh, and Vicky Michelle. Oh, no, it, Vicky it was Michelle. a little bit of sexy, bawdy, um, racial stereotyping fun, but it was never funny. What Jackson? What he plays play David Ben, what's his name? Gervais? Don't like him. Um, well, we're not, <laughs> I'm not doing a phone in on people you don't like. I don't like him. Yeah. No, well, I, I don't know. I like. I, I, I think Gervais has had moments of brilliance, and I think he's had a few duds. You know, ha- haven't we all? And this, and this, and this Skype thing. Are doing a Skype show? Uh, uh, next Sunday, Sunday the 29th. I'll try and go and pick it out Skype. It's weird to try. Can't pick it out beyond me. Skype is beyond you, is it? Yeah. Well, it's, it's not that complicated. You're <laughs> kidding. Tis well, I'm confused. Don't be confused, Jerry. This, this, life is too short to be confused. Yeah, it's, it's getting... I've got a wheelchair. Yay! Did, did he come out to see me? Yeah. If he's old. Don't knacker this one up, whatever you do. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. I've got my mechanical one work and the electric one. Brilliant. Crashed in there. Well... Yeah, it's like a go-car. Yeah, they do, yeah. um, they go at a fair old speed, those electric wheelchairs, don't it's they? It's dangerous, it's not 
see how many people have been injured in them. Yeah. I've got a question for you. What, what movie role would you like to have played and what movie actor would you like to have been? What movie? Hang on a minute. I'm just, I'm messaging James Flynn. Um, James Flynn? Hang on. What? Say that again. What, what role would you like to have played? Any role in this stream? TV film? Um, uh, Scott Bakula in Quantum Leap. I'd like to have been Scott Bakula. And... What's... Uh, Tova Stewart, I'm not the scariest... Uh, making me all... Hmm, the scene where these... You come into the family. Scariest... Uh, scariest film. Scary scene. So I mean, oh, it's the scene was where... Yeah, when the masked shooters burst yeah. in. Yeah, terrifying. So what's my scariest horror film scene? Yeah? Salem's Lot, where the kid comes out the mist and taps on the window. In what? Salem's Lot. Oh, yeah. I, d- I don't know if... Sa- I- I've deliberately not gone back to watch Salem's Lot. David Soul. Yeah, I, d- I wonder if it would... Um, if it- I don't think it stands the test of time. Stage well, put it that way. Yeah, I, d- I bet it hasn't. Jerry, I'm going to move on. Nice to talk to you. 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk... Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Just give me my food on a plate, guys. I want a plate. That's all. Richard. Hello, how are you? I'm alright, Richard. What you got for us? Uh, well, two things. Really. One of them is relating to Friday shows, actually, because you were uh, you're having a bit of go at James Whale in his uh, old school show. Mm. Um, and I was say, thinking, you know, people enjoy radio for different reasons. Um, and I quite like, enjoyed James Whale show because um, you don't have to think. You don't have to think, about, do you, when you listen to James Whale? Well, my grandfather used to tell me about like when he was a boy and he used to listen to James <laughs> Whale with all his friends. Yeah, unfortunately, he's passed away now, um, and they've all huddled around the wireless, and like, they were the only one, one of the only families in the village to have a, a, a set. Yeah, of they must have been magical, but, magical times. And James's act then would have seen, I mean, I mean, he nicked it off the Americans, of course, but then it would have seemed quite fresh and, and quite new to British audiences. Yeah, he used to tell me about James Well coming on air and saying about how many Luftwaffe had been shot down the night before, and then maybe he'd have George Formby on or something like that, or Glenn Miller. Um, and, and it's sort of like, I, I like that I can still listen to that same show now. Mm. He's still doing it after all these years. So uh, Ed, can like you do me a favour? Ed, Ed Mundo, um, who Tech Ops on this show, produces James's show. They've got a Tech Op producing their show. Ed, could you clip um, Richard's call? And could you send that to James Whale and Ash so they could listen to it tomorrow night on their show? That'd be all right. Because I think that would mean a lot to them. That's very kind of you, Richard, to phone <laughs> up and say that. I think that um, will uh, that'll really cheer him up. The other thing was I found the best local newspaper article of all time, possibly. Uh, baby, let's have um, it. It's, uh, so it's about an adult bookshop in Cardiff yep. closing down. Yeah. And um, it, it features many quotes from the proprietor, in which it just by the end of the article, it's descended into an old man ranting. Oh. Um, the, the article starts off with, uh, it's called Collins Books, the shop. Yes. And it says, Smoking an e-cigarette, wearing a blue cardigan, trying to buy a hardcore DVD, he admitted he didn't give an F about the place. Oh. I've been here so long, I'm old, I'm 68, my partner is 73. I've been working for 54 years now, <laughs> the guts for. But as it goes on, he descends into talking about, um, he rants about people who work in offices. Um, wow. With all these chips, he says, I'm sick of chips, what? I don't eat them. You get sick of them. I've been bringing my own lunch for years. And what, hang on, uh, he, what, he runs a mucky bookshop? 
<laughs> yeah, and it's closing down. down. Yeah, it's closing down. Um, and he's going to retire. And uh, on asked what he's going to do when he's retiring, he said, I used to play golf, but I can't play golf because of my arthritis. Oh. I've got a gammy knee as well. Hey. I've got to wait forever to get that fixed. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, when it was just before, uh, it was kind of m- my time. It started before my time, but carried on for a bit. When I was at BBC local radio station, there was um, a-, a regular caller who would phone up, was it Ken, I can't remember his name, who would phone up, and it was just before my time that kind of started. He was really upset, right, because there was a, a shop or a hospital or something, and Sir Jimmy Savile had planted one of the bricks, had laid one of the bricks in this building, right? And it said... <laughs> there, there was a like, brick in the building? There was, well, there was a, a brick in the wall of this building, right? Right, OK. Um, it was Ken from Sandy. What was it originally? I know what it became. What, go, go on to Ed's mic, Catherine, because you, you were there... You you were there when it, this kind of Ken yeah, started. I think it was a charity shop. Right, and and there was a brick that Jimmy Savile had laid, and yeah. it said something like, "This brick was laid by Jimmy Savile yeah. in 1971." Yeah, and why was Ken so upset? Because uh, of a change of use of the shop. Didn't it become an adult shop? It became it became an actual sex shop, and so Ken, and this was before, obviously, you know, the the scandal broke, and Ken would phone up and saying, "I'm starting a petition." Joe, I don't know where he was from, but he was old. I'm starting a petition. I want people, I want BBC Three Counties Radio should be covering this. So Jimmy, Sa- I'm doing it in Jimmy Savile's voice. That's where it's going. J- yeah, I was uh, just about to say, was it Jimmy Savile himself? <laughs> <laughs> this, now that Jimmy Savile has passed, it is outrageous that a brick laid by Sir Jimmy Savile should now be part of a sex shop. I'm starting a campaign to get this brick taken out of the wall and put in a museum or Use somewhere far more appropriate, right? And then, go, go on, Kath found something. Go on. I found the link. I'll go send on. it to you. Oh, no, go, go on. Go on. Tell me what it says. Tell me what it says. <laughs> this is from the 6th of November 2011, and it's got a picture of him doing a glum face next to the brick. Yeah. Um, and it says, A councillor is calling for a special brick to be removed from a sex shop, which he says is an insult to the late Sir Jimmy Savile's death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the innocent. More appropriate. Ken Lynch, parish councillor for Sandy, said that now the 84-year-old Jim will fix it star is dead. He's continuing with his demand for the brick to be taken out of the wall of the adult pit stop off the A1 near Thamesford. He was part of the Sticker Brick fundraising campaign that raised thousands of pounds for the spinal unit at Stoke Mandeville Hospital in 1981 and which was organised on behalf of the Jimmy Savile Charity Appeal. Around 100 limited edition bricks... Mage bearing Fleur de Lis crest mm. of the Prince of Wales was specially created to commemorate, commemorate the International Year of the Disabled. Councillor Lynch, 74, said, I worked for Sir Jimmy for three years on this campaign. Ooh. The brick was put into the building before it became an Indian restaurant and now it's a sex mm. shop. Yep. I protested against it and tried to get the brick removed. People might say I'm being unreasonable. When Sir Jimmy was alive, I couldn't really publicise it, but now that he's gone, I'm demanding it be taken out. I hold Sir Jimmy in great esteem and feel it's an insult to him and the way he lived his life. And he would phone up my show, like, twice a week, Richard, to, um, to, to, and if we were short of calls, we'd, we'd whack him through. Um, and then when the sex scandal initially broke, he would still phone up about it and still get quite upset, saying, there's no truth in it, I knew Jimmy Savile, there's no truth. And then when it was finally officially confirmed that Savile was a massive nonce, 
he stopped calling. <laughs> do, you, do you know what it was? I, I thought it was I mean, a I thought it was a charity shop. Do you know what it was originally? Go on. Happy Eater. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Oh dear, I'm really interested by this concept of 100 limited edition bricks because surely the market for Jimmy Savile buying bricks isn't big enough that 100 is you know. Think you'd struggle to sell a hundred rather if you, than. If, here's the thing: if you um, get, if you can source all one hundred bricks and build a tiny house out of it, you can, <laughs> you can summon the spirit of Jimmy Savile. <laughs> that's what happens. Well, um, that's probably what I'm going to do. Bye. Bye. He's gone. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Craig, come to you after this. Uh, we have no calls after Craig, so now will be an excellent time for you to um, give me a call if you want. Oh, oh, and I, I must remember, I watched. Um, I told you I watched Sing at the weekend, and Sing was surprisingly brilliant. Actually, I'd give it a seven out of ten. I thought it was going to be absolute pony. And, um, actually, it was a lot of fun. And there were some genuinely funny bits. We watched the first Pirates of the Caribbean film, and I'd forgotten how great that is. It's a bit long. It's a bit long, and I must admit, um, I did, I dozed off for about ten minutes in it. There's a boring bit in the middle. And I dozed off for about ten minutes. And then last night, oh, last night, you know when you watch something... It could be a film or it can be a TV show or you listen to a record or you see a show and you think, flipping it, that's enriched my life. That's actually, that's A, that's art, B, possibly a masterpiece, and C, it's enriched my life. Well, I saw a film like that last night. It was incredible. 0344-499-1000, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation, wealth losing sleep over Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So the film I watched last night, um, no spoiler alerts, no spoiler alerts. You're safe here. You're in safe company here. And we can still call in about um, people with the same haircuts. Terry Wogan, yes. Jimmy Carr, yes. Thank you, Andrew. Um, Arrival. Have you seen that? Arrival. I really wanted to see it at the pictures and I just never got round to it. And it gets really good reviews everywhere. Um, and there was one review on IMDb that sold it to me. It said, one star. This film is really boring. All they do is go to the spaceship and then come back again several times. And I thought, oh, that actually sounds like quite a good film. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, um, it's got... Um, the uh, beefcake, the beefcake actor in from um, London, L- Man Down in London, Glenn, um, Glenn Sidewell. What's his name? Graham um, Garden. No. Um, what's that beefcake actor called, Craig, from Man Down in London? The Scottish one. Yeah, but I didn't know he was Scottish, but apparently he is. Oh, he was in one of those blowing up the White House films. Wasn't yeah, he? he does the advert for um, SIM cards. Yeah, we we know who he is. Okay, he's in it. He's in it. He does an advert for SIM cards. A poster of him doing like a karate move for SIM cards. Um, and I didn't realise he was. Sc- hey, you see, Limmy's been reported to the FBI. <laughs> isn't that brilliant? Thinker, isn't he? Absolutely. Limmy tweeted the comedian. Good luck on Do- good luck, Donald Trump, on your assassination. <laughs> <laughs> people went nuts. It's the same thing. It's the, uh, people went nuts, right? Loads of people threatened to kill him, reported him to the FBI, all this. And it became sort of one of those news stories, right? And it's kind of the same thing. 
You know everyone's up in arms, right? Gerard Butler. Thank you. Thank you. Gerard Butler's in it. I'll get to it in a minute. But I'm on a, uh, I'm on a thing here. Up in arms. You everyone's up in arms because Madonna wants to blow up the White House. Madonna threatened to blow up the White House. You heard about this, yeah? Yeah. Madonna threatened to blow up the White House. People are furious. Lazy uh, radio hosts are doing phone-ins on we should be outraged at Madonna threatening to blow up the White House. Now, I hadn't heard the quote, right? And so I was holding off judgment because I was thinking, I bet she didn't say, I'm going to blow up the White House or... I'm threatening to blow up the White House, or, come on, women, we should blow up... I bet she didn't say that. Maybe she did. I'm going to hold judgment, but I bet she didn't. I've got the quote from the paper. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, I don't know what she exactly said. Pop Queen Madonna. This is from The Star. The Star actually had the best coverage on it, right? Pop Queen Madonna is being investigated by the US Secret Service after she raged about quotes... Blowing up the White House, close quotes. That's mm. quite inflammatory, both literally and metaphorically, right? Aye. But, 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 the star is brilliant. Not all the papers did this. About three paragraphs later, they give a little bit before and a little bit after. That is called context. Let's get the context. It's in the third paragraph. The music icon, la- icon launched a rant against Donald Trump at one of a number of protests over the new US president. Blowing up the White House. Gosh, that's outrageous. She told a 500,000 strong crowd in Washington, D.C., I'm angry. Yes, I'm outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House, but I know it won't change anything. We cannot fall into despair. Oh! Oh, hang on a second. Because the tweets and the um, headlines and the we're talking about this, call us now, things that I saw all weekend said Madonna had threatened to blow up the White House. Madonna had called on women to blow up the White House. Madonna had said she wanted to blow up the White House. The first paragraph here, she's raged about quotes blowing up the White House. But you get the con- the context. And I bet if you took, like, 30 seconds before and 30 seconds after, it would be even more harmless. Less harmful. More harmless. I'm angry. Yes, I am outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. But I know it won't change anything. We cannot fall into despair. Well, as far as I'm concerned, she's done absolutely nothing wrong. It's more of that fake news they're on about, isn't it? Well, it... it, it it is to a certain extent. It's certainly bending the prism that that news is shone through. You read the weekend, the stuff at the weekend. You would have thought that she was basically calling. It was a call to arms from Madonna. Here's the thing, guys. I've thought about blowing up Buckingham Palace from time to time, but I don't think it would achieve anything, and it would get me in a lot of trouble, and it would be a bad example to set my kids. But I've thought about it. I've thought about blowing up. Blooming Channel 4, because they shafted me. But do you know what? I think about it and think it's probably not a good idea. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. And I just... I'm so pleased I waited to get that whole bit in context. Not all of the other papers have put the context in. 
Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Isn't that sneaky? That's sneaky. She's done nothing wrong. She stood up, she stood up there and said, I'm really angry. And I've thought, because she's not literally going to blow the bloody White House up. What a story. White House blown up, Madonna on the run. She's basically, I'm angry. I'm so angry. I've thought about blowing up the White House. But do you know what? That's not the way forward. That's not going to help us. We need action of another kind. That's what she's saying. And no one said that over the weekend. They printed Madonna wants to blow up the White House. Madonna's death threats on the president. That was the story. Utter bullshine, man. Got me angry, that did. Anyway, Craig, what are you called in for? Well, I was going to call in about um, inappropriate movies showing your kids. But have you seen the two clips? Well, this one clip's going around about when Donald Trump turns around to his wife as she pulls the smile face, and when she turns back, when he turns back, her face goes to stone. Have you seen that picture? Say that again. What? Trump's at the inauguration. Yeah. And he turns around and speaks to his missus. Oh yeah, and she puts on a. This oh well, smile. now there is now, now some people are saying that that clip is revert. There's now yeah. an argument online where some people are saying that clip is back to front, and then some people are going, no, 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 it's not back to front because this is what it looks like back to front, and that looks fake. So I don't even know what yeah. to believe anymore. Like old day, it was is it fake? Isn't but it, it looks it's real now from different angles. There's different contents. That's the one clip that's amazing. But you see, I saw. What hang on now. a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Hang on a minute. I watched a whole film at the weekend, two hours, 15 minutes. Congratulations. Of um, this this arrival, right? Starring yeah. Gerard Butler. Yes. It's not Gerard Butler in it. All right. It's some bloke called Jeremy Renner. Well, you know, I, I've called in about mixing up people in films. And being convinced that one guy's somebody else. I did that ages ago. Hang on a second. Something weird has just happened, right? Right. Because literally, as I'm, as I'm saying that to you, someone's emailed in about the Mandela effect, which is a the- con- recurring theme on yeah. this show, right? Yeah. Mandela effect is where you remember something happening, and actually, you, you, some other people remember it, you go back, and it didn't actually happen. It's supposed to be a divergent timeline. When we were watching The King of Comedy... Right. I remembered there being an, another person. So basically, Sandra Bernhardt and Robert De Niro kidnap Jerry Lewis. Yeah. I remember there being a third kidnapper in the film. Oh, it's been a while since. I remember there being a third character that's involved in that, right? Yeah. And then when that third character didn't appear, I thought, oh, Mandela effect. Well, Paul's just emailed him. I and a few other people who I know distinctly recall Peter Kay's death, Peter Kay, being reported many years ago. I think it was 2004. Peter Kay? Well, then he goes on to talk about Gordon Kay, so maybe he means Gordon Kay. I think I can even visualise the news article. I'd heard of the Mandela effect, but never thought I'd actually experience it. The death of Gordon Kay really spooked me today as I saw his death on the news in 2004. Well, I know that Gordon Kay in the... 80s was hit on the head by a bit of wood yeah, during the great hurricane the hurricane yeah. wasn't it that's right he didn't die there though did he no but he, he went out of public life then there was a need and you didn't really see him after that um jeremy renner 
It was. I watched the whole film thinking it was Gerard Butler and it was Jeremy Renner. I, I do that all the time, so if I'm having this effect as well. Jeremy Renner and Gerard Butler should um, um, uh-huh. make a film together where they play brothers. Cop movie or something. Yeah. I was going to... I was going to call about, because you've, you were, you were on about it last week as well, showing a film, when you show, said about Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, did I? Showing it to your little one, and you were on about showing them something last week, inappropriate, where you were bad dad for showing inappropriate movies. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we watched a Jackie Chan film that was completely inappropriate for, for, for a seven and a five-year-old. Completely well, I inappropriate. I got, my daughter was five at the time, I was in Florida. And just, you know, like you have the movie channel on over there, just as on in background in the hotel room. Yeah. And one of those scary movie things came on. Oh, yeah. But they're all, in America, it's all um, edited down, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they did a a spoof on The Ring where the black-haired girl comes out of the toilet. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm aware of the genre of movies. For years, in years, like maybe five, six years, I then had to take her to the toilet every time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I be. also showed her Omega Man with Charlton Heston. I don't remember Omega Man. Is that the one where he's the last man left on Earth? Yeah, it, it was the one, um, uh, what's his name? Will Smith did it later on I Am Legend. Oh, yeah. The re- remake. But in, in the original Omega Man, they're like, Hooded men with white skin. Oh, yeah. They're not zombies. They're hooded men with white skin. Yeah, of course. But it was a PG, so I stuck that on. <laughs> the fear into her for years. Well, the worst one of those is is um, Dumbo. I put Dumbo on when oh, we only had the bad. one kid, and like ten minutes, and I felt was like dozing, right? And then ten, uh, uh, t- ten minutes into it, he was screaming and was in tears. It's a ho- D- Dumbo's horrible. Well, they get the mum and put her in the circus. Yeah, they're redoing that with CGI, aren't they as well? Oh, flipping it! I, well, I can't be but that that Jungle Book where they did with CGI looked dull as anything. Yeah, but 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 putting the the, the I'll, I'll never make the I haven't got any more kids little kids but I never do that again for years. Nah, I won't go to the toilet. Oh, I, I have to get for years and years. Yeah, just, it's just being shut. And can I just say, we have now got. God, isn't it? Isn't the internet frustrating? And doesn't it go? That that video is legitimate of of, yeah, of yeah. Trump because we got the now got the full video. Which I'm oh yeah, the take. other one I was going to say is the security man running walking with fake arms. Have you seen that clip? Sorry, what? Well, he's, he's got a jacket on with fake, fake with fake hands sticking out. Yeah. So he's obviously got his hand on his weapon underneath the jacket. So they were so sure he was going to be assassinated. Flipping it, Craig. It's, uh, you've certainly given us a lot to think about. And uh, let's chew over it while we have a break. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's go to Elliot. Hey, I'm on you on the wireless. Yes, you are. You're, you're right, Ian. Right, we've got a crisis. You've got a what? A crisis. What's the crisis, Elliot? I'm a third-year university student. Yes. And, and you've run out of Rizzlers. No, I'm going to have to get... No, I've run out of those as well. Yes. But I'm going to have to get a job in six months' time. Yes. I'm currently in a Weatherspoons on a Monday night with no life plan. Hey, man, that, that sounds like a life plan to me. That sounds brilliant. Just drink your cares away. It's not a plan, though, is it? Well, it, it was a plan that I followed for several years. 
did it work? Uh, well, you're on air, aren't you? Well, yeah, exactly. I did. I did all right when I was was still drinking and carrying on. I got a job on the TV eventually. You did, and then you lost it, but yeah. Well, yeah, then, 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 I, then I lost it, because I carried on drinking a bit too much, but... Hang on, what's, what's happening on Channel 5? Because I enjoyed hearing you on there. Yeah, that, that's good. That's all good. It, pay, it pays the rent. Is that still going on? Yeah, oh, that's going on. I was getting, we, there was one that went out this weekend, apparently. I do, I, they're on oh. all the time. Oh, it was good, that. Yeah, classic. <laughs> so what do you want right. from me, Elliot? I if you're, you're going to phone me up asking for a job, the answer is no. No, well, I'm sort of a journalist. What does that, what does sort of a journalist mean? Well, I'm not a real one yet, because I'm, I'm not qualified. You don't have to be qualified, well, you don't have to be qualified to be a journalist. Well, that's true. Yeah. But, but, but so what would, what would you advise? Because you've gone from, from uh, wherever you were to yes. esteemed radio host. And I think you are an esteemed radio host. I'm going to be honest with you. You are, you are not. You are not a Nigel Farage who who has come in at the last minute and taken a slot on LBC. You 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 have got here through hard work. Well, how do I get to where you are now? Um. Um. God, man, I don't know. I just got lucky. I got lucky and managed to get a job oh. on telly. That was it, you know, through not to, to, to just being in the right place at the right time. Here's what you need to do, Elliot. You need to be in the right place at the right time. Right, that it? That's it, man. That's all it is. The right place at the right time. It's Weberspoons on a Monday night at the right place <laughs> at the right time. What, what do you think? Probably not. No. Uh, well, you need to go. You need to go and knock on people's doors, and you need to annoy people, but not annoy people too much. I tell you, the first job I got on TV, right, was my second year at college. It was the summer holiday yeah. between the second and third, and it was writing for Paul McKenna when he was doing a TV show on ITV. And what me and my mate did is we came up with something that we knew he needed, and we went and yeah. we wrote him a letter and said, "Paul, we have something that you need. Will you meet us?" He met us, and um, he agreed that we had something he needed, and he offered us he offered us some money, and we said, we'll take half of that money, but we want a writing credit, and we want to come and sit in on all your shows. And he said, what yes. What was it? Huh? What was it that he needed? We had routines for him. Oh. So you've got to find someone you like, work out what they need, and strike a deal that's in your favour. Julia Hartley Brewer. I don't even want to ask you what you think she needs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, Dennis. Oh, you, know, you know it's Dennis because he's got his... Turn your radio off. And then talk. You know, cut him off. I can't be bothered. I can't be... I can't be bothered. Every time. I cannot be bothered. I can't... I can't go over this... I mean, it's it's on the front page of the start, this Madonna This Madonna thing. Showbiz stars, including Madonna, Katy Perry, and Scarlett Johansson have led huge protests against Donald Trump. The celebs enraged the new president 
And Secret Service agents launched a probe after Madge ranted about blowing up the White House. She didn't, though, guys. She didn't. Got me so annoyed, that story, because it was silly. Anyway, back to this film, Arrival, that doesn't have Gerard Butler in. Um, It does not look like him. It really, I was convinced it was him. I did wonder, because I saw the poster a lot this year. I did wonder why his name wasn't on the poster. (laughs) But there was a picture of him. It wasn't him at all. It's another gentleman that looks like him. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I was struggling to find a film to watch last night. And I started on Goodfellas. I started on Mean Streets. And that looked rubbish. Really lame. I know it's like 1972 or something. But really low quality um, film stock. So then I thought, oh, I'll try Goodfellas, because I know Goodf- a lot of people have been talking about Goodfellas, because they've just released it on Blu-ray and stuff. So I thought, oh, I'll watch Goodfellas. And um, I started it, and I was texting my friend Scott saying, I'm going to watch Goodfellas. He went, don't, it's rubbish. And five minutes in, I thought, oh, do you- yeah, do you know what? I don't think I can be... I-, I-, I remember the bit where he's all drugged up and he's all going a bit paranoid. But I also remember it goes on for two hours, 34 minutes, and that seems a little extreme. So in the end, I watched this Arrival film that doesn't have Gerard Butler in. And um, as I was saying earlier, you know when you watch something or hear something, you go, oh, my life... Most films and most albums and a lot of plays, they they are great for filling up an hour, an hour and a half of your time and, and um, you know, pulling a few emotional strings, whether those emotions be happiness or excitement or a little bit of sadness. That's what they, you know, they tend to do. Or they just take your minds off stuff, stuff, right? But every now and then you'll find a book or an album or, or a play or, or a movie that, I'm going to make your own jokes. Touches you deeply. And um, just kind of makes you think and moves you and does all these wonderful things. And for me, it was a rival. It was. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'll give a few, but nothing major. Basically, these 12 black, massive shapes appear all around the, the world and they can go in them and there are aliens in them, right? That's not giving away too much at all. Um, and it was like a cross between 2001, the movie, and Slaughterhouse-Five, the book by Kurt Vonnegut. It was... It, uh, Paul, have you seen Arrival? Arrival? No. Is that a modern no. film? I haven't seen films for a while, actually. Is it a modern film? Yes, it came out last year, Paul. Now I've given up on movies. They've gone really rubbish now, Phil. No, 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 you're wrong. Is any decent one still being made? Yeah, the, the, the Arrival. It was a work of art. I would, I, would, I would go as far to say it's a masterpiece. What's it about? Um, it's about um, how we communicate. It's about... Oh, that's right, yeah. it's, sorry? That should be on the radio if it's about how to communicate. Why is that? Well, I mean, you communicate by speaking, don't you? Yeah, and and what do they do in films? Uh, now, there's all these sort of special no. effects. Well, well, hang on a minute. You just said you've not seen films for years. How would you know, Paul? No, I mean, I used to buy them off the Chinese lad and watch these DVDs. And oh, that, so you but... would steal? You would steal movies? Okay, so you would watch illegal? Uh, yeah. You you would you would steal money absolutely. out of people's pockets? Yes, um, absolutely. But you've not seen any recently. Well, uh, the quality seems... I mean... I mean well, you don't, you, uh, Paul, Paul, you're in literally no position to complain about the quality if you haven't seen any recently. 
No, but I noticed that uh, the, the films became bizarre. Uh, they lost all sort of. There was no values in them, no morals, and, and no decent story. Well, you, well, you, you, with, with the greatest respect, this is, you're saying there's no morals in it, and yet you were watching illegal pirated copies that were stealing money from people's pockets. So, you're obviously your morals are quite lax or were no, at the that's, time. That's the Robin Hood thing. I mean, it's all Hollywood. These are all mega rich people getting money for. Being oh, released. I get it. Okay, so it, morally, it's okay to steal from rich people. Well, from Hollywood people. I was going to talk about these demonstrations against Trump. No, no, no. I want to talk about this. This is more interesting. Why this is, is it... linked to it, though. It's linked no, to it. Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there in a minute, Paul. Don't worry. Why is it... Um, why is it morally acceptable to steal from Hollywood people? Bearing in mind that the majority of people that work in Hollywood aren't mega rich. Yeah, but I think Hollywood is... It's so evil now. They're what they but you haven't seen any world. films. You haven't seen any films for years. And this film I but, saw last night was a was beautiful was a beautiful piece of art that well, uh, nice. that made us question. That made me question language. It made me question intelligence. It made me question the universe, and it made me question the, the concept of time and did, death. Did you come up with any answers? Well, films aren't, films aren't films aren't necessarily there. Art isn't necessarily necessarily there to give us answers. It's there to make us make us question. And this did. And you're slagging off an entire industry that you're quite happy to steal from. Um, but yet you haven't seen anything from that industry for years, so you have no idea no, what yet, they're making. I mean, I mean, the thing is, I was watching films and I was being left confused. And the old structure of films seemed to disappear, and they were very just they were crazy. What films were and, Paul? What films were what films were confusing you? Uh, there's a whole stream of them. I give, mean, give us uh, one. Give me one film that confused you. Um, we'll go back a while. I haven't really... The, the only films give, I remember are the yeah. ones I actually enjoyed, you know. Give me, well, give me one... You say films confused you, and that, that upsets me. Give me a film that confused you. Uh, no, it, they all did because there was no moral structure in they them. All, they all confused... Well, give me a title of a film that confused you. Oh, God. I mean, I, I, I used to be a film buff, but I've given up on films. I, just I know, don't I know. Them anymore. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm just... I'm just on the spot here. I just, I just don't well, like called... to remember these films, because I don't enjoy them. Well, it's I mean, called... the last it's film called... I enjoyed was yes. The Edge, you know, with Anthony Hopkins in. I've not seen it. Give me, one film that conf- give me one film that confused you. Uh, to be honest, I was got, buying these films, I was putting them on, and after about 20 minutes I was thinking, this is absolute rubbish. Oh, so you didn't watch them all the way through. So you were watching, you were stealing... They were you were What, the quality? Into, well, that's what happens if you buy bootleg films. No, 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 the actual structure of the film and the storyline. It's really interesting. Uh, I find it fascinating that you talk about a lack of morals, yet you, you, you'd stolen them. Yeah, but the film industry, it doesn't merit any value. It's not worthy of any value anymore because they're not making decent films. Well, but, the, but, but again, we're going around in circles, Paul. You're, you're arguing... You're arguing... Well, they're not. <laughs> they're not. The, I, I, saw a, I saw a work of art last night. It was a 2016 movie. It was a big movie. It was a huge success. Yeah. It was beautiful, and it was art. So you're, 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 you're simply wrong. But it, can you get art from a camera? I mean, aren't you just taking a picture? I mean, what is art? Well, well, I mean, there's, 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 a, there's a question, Paul. What is art? That's a beautiful question, and it's one we haven't got time to uh, investigate <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Paul. All right, mate. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Shall we do that the last hour? 
What is art? Do you remember that was a shop that was set up in the 80s to rival Athena? Do you remember that? 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. online and you see people like Raheem Kassam. Oh, God, just a terrible, terrible human being. Breitbart News, isn't he, Raheem Kassam? Tweeting, Senator Liz Warren refuses to disavow Madonna's wish to blow up the White House. Oh, guys. Breitbart, let's read the, let's reread the Breitbart News uh, angle on this. Two days after Madonna shared her wish to blow up the White House. Sorry? Shall we get the quote again, guys? 
Madonna, quote, I'm angry. Yes, I am outraged. Yes, I've thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House, but I know it won't change anything. We cannot fall into despair. Breitbart News. Two days after Madonna shared her wish to blow up the White House. (laughs) Do you see now why we are now living in an age where you have to check everything? Um, Two days after Madonna shared her wish to blow up the White House, Senator Elizabeth Warren has not come out with a statement condemning the outrageous desire that the pop singer expressed in her address to Saturday's Women March on Washington's Mail. Then they... um, Oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. Now, this is the quote from Madonna that Breitbart has, and they've put it a little bit in context. Here's the full quote, remember. I'm angry. Yes, I am outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House, but I know it won't change anything. We cannot fall into despair. Here's Breitbart News's quote. Yes, I am outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. End quote. Isn't that funny? You take a few words out either side and it means something different. Madonna said to the cheers of tens of thousands of feminists and other opponents of President Donald J. Trump. Breitbart News sought comment from Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, with an office visit in addition to emails and a phone message. After being given a five-hour window before posting, the Senator's office did not respond. Maybe just because you're Breitbart News and you don't count for anything? I I don't know. Maybe it's because you don't amount to a hill of beans. You're not a credible news source. A survey of Warren's social media accounts and her official Senate office website turned up no condemnation of Madonna's threat of terrorism against the executive mansion. Two things. It's not a threat of terrorism. Uh, and on my website, I don't, I don't condemn Madonna for what she said. I don't condemn incest. I don't condemn child rape on my website. I don't condemn um, ISIS. None of that stuff's on my website. Does that mean by not condemning ISIS and child rape on my website... That I condone it? No, of course not. Stupid. Um, Sunday. Sunday, the material girl songstress, oh, lazy, walked back her wish to blow up the White House in an exhaustive Instagram post, bearing in mind she's never said she wishes to blow up the White House. So this is what Madonna said, backtracking. Yesterday's rally was an amazing and beautiful experience. I came and performed Express Yourself, and that's exactly what I did. However, I want to clarify some very important things. I'm not a violent person. I do not promote violence, and it's important people hear and understand my speech in its entirety rather than one phrase taken wildly out of context. My speech began with, I want to start a revolution of love. I then go on to take this opportunity to encourage women and all marginalised people not to fall into despair. Madonna said her plan to blow up the White House. Her plan to blow up the White House. Madonna said her plan to blow up the White House was a metaphor. She didn't have a plan to blow up the White House. (laughs) Breitbart News. Go to the back of the class. No, actually, come and sit at the front so I can see what you're doing. Madonna said... 
Her plan to blow up the White House was a metaphor. Let's reread Madonna's plan once again for blowing up the White House. I'm angry. Yes, I am outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House, but I know it won't change anything. We cannot fall into despair. Madonna said her plan to blow up the White House was a metaphor. (laughs) I've never really looked at Breitbart News, um, mainly because I know it's that. It's that. It's people like that. It's people that, um, and maybe I'm doing them an injustice, but remember two hours ago we talked about the word libtard. I imagine they'd be comfortable using that word. I imagine. Prepared to, prepared to be uh, corrected, but I imagine. And if, even if they don't use that word, the people that do use the L word will feel empowered by stories like that, written by people like that. Um, that story is by someone called Neil W. McCabe. And it's, it's stories like that. And it's news outlets in inverted commas like that that give people who use word like cuck and snowflake and libtard that gives them the confidence to use those words. Um, gives people that that were tweeting misogynistic things and and, and Facebooking misogynistic comments about all these um, lesbians that were out on this march. Oh, can I read you one tweet? And it's a tweet. What does it mean? It means nothing. It's not from anybody in particular. It's to somebody in particular. Um, But it's... Where is it? Let me find it. I screenshotted it. Because I, I, I thought it was the most incredible thing. I might have to censor it slightly. Yes, I do. Two words I have to censor. From a gentleman called Tommy Baker. The lefty women there at the marches. The lefty women there. Sorry, the lefty women are there for the... And then the word for penis that begins with C. Simple as that. Most of them could haunt a effing house. The lefty women there are for the penis. I don't know what, but it's acceptable to say that. It's acceptable to call all of those women that marched all over the world basically slags. There we go. I've just broken a rule by using a a word that I probably wouldn't mean. Um... That's acceptable now. And it's outlets like Breitbart. It's people like Raheem Kassam. It's people like Katie Hopkins. And I'm going to say their names because they need to be called out. It's people like Nigel Farage. It's people that do podcasts in Nana's spare bedroom that give strength and courage to those people that, that go on and say that. And people ask him, well, why, why are these women marching? They've got the vote. They've got almost equal pay. It's because of tweets like that. It's because of tweets like that. That's why they're marching. I would imagine. Um, it's because there's, there is a man in the most powerful job in the world that, that boasts about grabbing women by the genitals. That's, and that, that's okay, apparently. Well, it, it, it's because there is a president of the United States of America who bullied contestants in his Miss World competition. 
and 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 criticise them if they put on a few pounds in weight, and um, then made them go and uh, uh, go to gym sessions, and then invited the entire press along. That's okay. That's that's, okay. that's why they're doing it. it. They're doing it because loads of people thought online that it was just a bunch of lezers, just a bunch of lezers out there marching slags. That's that's that's, that's why. They were doing this demonstration, I would imagine. I'm sure there were many, many other reasons as uh, uh, as well. Um, hmm. well. Depressing times, isn't it, guys? Depressing times. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Chris, stay there. Come to you after this. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, this isn't this funny. A lot of grasses about at the moment. Who's this Lee Lee? Uh, he's tweeted Raheem Kassam. Ian Lee just called you a disgusting human being on Talk Radio. He's going to town on people tonight. I'm, I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm not going, I'm not going to town anywhere near as much as people like Raheem Kassam uh, 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 do at all. I'm not, go- not going to town. Who is this Lee Lee? Um, let, me, let me see. Well, let's talk to Chris in the meantime. Evening, Chris. Uh, evening, Ian. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I don't. Um, I was going to cheer you up and your, your, your listeners, actually. Um, oh. uh, well, I was, but I was going to say I got um, robbed again. Uh, robbed uh, again of of of, of what? Uh, they emptied my bank account this time. Swines. Who? Hang on. Who's who's this? Um. Um, when I spoke to you last time, yes, um, I, I go wandering sometimes. Yes, and I like I like to I, I like to nip up to London, and I, I like to stay up there for a couple of days and enjoy it up there. And yeah, I I'm too trusting in people. See, yeah, um, and yes, and before I I didn't realise until I came back home that my card was cancelled and oh. oh, what's going on? And I, but anyway, and that's my fault. It's just because I carry a white cane. Yeah. So how, hang on a minute. So what? What? What happened? Did Did you give your card to someone, or did they pickpocket you? What happened? Um, it's not the first time I've done it. Yeah. Um, because sometimes I I struggle with oh, cash no. machines. No, no. Don't but tell I, me. You got, I, don't tell me you got someone to put your, put in your pin number for you. Yeah. I, I, it's not the first time I've done it. Oh, Chris. I, I'm too trusting in people, see, Ian? Yes, Chris, you can't, know, you can't be I doing know, that, I, man. I know, well, I know. <sighs> I know, they, they robbed my bank account, the swines. How much did they take? Well, luckily, my bank realised there was money coming out which shouldn't have came out. Yeah. So they took about five, six hundred quid. Oh. I know it's not a lot of money, but... Well, it is, it, I am, it is, it is quite a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am, I, I, I am, I almost... <laughs> I know you were saying about um, the C words and uh, not you was categorising them in um, A, B and C. Yes. <laughs> um, but um, I haven't got a, a P to... to a pot no, to pee in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I'm disappointed, because I'll give somebody my last pound. I will, but, I don't know, I'm stupid, I know. Chris, there's got to be, um, there's, there's, you can't, well, listen, man, you can't be getting, giving your card to people and asking them to type in no, the pin number, because sadly, sadly, 
you know, there are a lot of dodgepots out there. There are a lot of kind but, people that would, would do it and, and, and wouldn't rob you. But it's, it's never it's never happened like that before. All right, I've, I've had my bag robbed. Like, I had my bag robbed last year. Mm. But luckily they caught the swine who had it. All right, you don't realise how much you carry in your bag, I suppose. It was only a weekend bag. I went to go down to watch. They were there on your... The two mics, I went, I was looking forward to go and watch those. God, I bet I, that was torture. <laughs> Isn't life bad enough for you I, as I it is? You for that. <laughs> Isn't life bad enough for you as it is without going to watch two, those two old farts? <laughs> Flipping heck. <laughs> I know, I, I, I... Probably I, them that robbed you. It's probably, it's probably, um, I know, Parry I that robbed you. This guy's right, we'll have him. Yeah, I, I bet it was Parry. I, he could, he could smell a fiver a mile off. <laughs> Unbelievable behaviour. I know. It's, they had me down there, see? Yeah. And, but they caught the, and I saw, yeah, and I'd booked myself, and, but they caught the person. And I had, 13, well, he's been ordered to pay me 50, 13 or 1500 quid back. And do you know how much he's got to pay me back? That's why I know. About, what, nine quid a week? week? Pardon? Nine quid a week. Um, I, I think you're going to have to reduce it by that, actually. Um, Ten pound a month. Now, if my calculations... I've, I've never been a, a mathematician, actually. Yeah. I didn't get an A-level in school. No. Or university. No. I didn't... But would that take about 12 years? Yeah, it's going to take forever. And yeah. also, he'll pay for the first three months, and then he'll stop. Um, <laughs> you know, on, uh, Nat has reminded me that on, on cash machines, there's like a little headphone socket. Can you, what, what, can you not plug headphones I've, I've, into there? I've never used, I've never used... Well, maybe you should, Chris, maybe you need to start, you, you need to speak no, I, to your I bank. Think what it, I think what it is, Ian, you know, it took me, it, it, I used to teach blind and partially sighted people. And I, uh, um, but I, I'm now one of those ones who can't eat a cane. Yeah. And it's like, it's a green light. Yeah, but then so is going up to someone saying, can you put my pin in his, I can't see this. No, I didn't, no, no, don't get me wrong, I didn't say that. What did you, what, did you tell them your pin number? No, 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 because I was trying to use the cartridge machine and I was struggling with it. Yeah. Right, can I, uh, do you mind if I help you? Oh, oh, thank you very much. Right. (laughs) Right? And they said, oh, this cash machine is not working. Right. Right? And then we went to another car. Oh, that one is not. And I was so... I could be so naive. And so each one you went to, he took out 300 quid, 200 quid. Yeah. Unfortunately. Right. Well, then what you need to do is you've been... You've been stupid, Chris, you know. I know I have. I don't know, you know. But you need to um, go to your local bank or phone up your bank and say... I went to the bank... No, yeah. I, I, well, then I you need to ask them, Chris, you need to ask them to show you how to use the um, well, cash machines. They've got machines. the fraud department on. Yeah. On, You're right. lucky you got the money back, because most banks no, wouldn't I'm, have... I'm not going to get... I don't know if I am going to get yeah, it back. Most, most won't, because if you were there, they'll say it was your fault. I know. So what you need to do, Chris, is you need to go to your bank, explain the situation and say, can you show me a safe way of withdrawing my money that as a blind person is safe and doesn't uh, require me to ask someone to help me. I know. I do, well, no. I, normally, I'll, I'll say if I go into a shop right, and I'll purchase something and I say, oh, can I have some cash back? And it's fine then. You know, you just, well, it's normally just like this. I've never been robbed like that through a cash machine. Chris, people are, Chris, people are dodgepots. 
You need to go to your... Not everybody. See if I think like that, Ian. Chris... I I wouldn't trust anybody. Chris, you cannot ask someone at a cash machine to help you get money out. You can't do it. Why not? What just happened to you at the weekend? (coughs) Yeah, but not... I've done it before, and they haven't robbed me. Mate... You can't... You know, I, you, you've I, just I, lost I'll 600 go, quid, and the odds of you getting that back are pretty slim. I'll go back to... I'll go back down, like, I know, say if my cleaners come over, if my windows cleaners come over, and I, I say, oh, right, right, I haven't got any cash. Uh, you wouldn't do me a favour. Oh, no, don't say. I, yes, I do. You give them your card? Yes, I do. Mate, I tell you what, right, when my mum was still living at home and she had carers coming in, carers that provided by the council, and she did the same thing you did. And do you know what they did? Oh, I don't see. They nicked all her jewellery, and over uh, a period of a couple of months, they, they withdrew £5,000. <laughs> yeah? Imagine that. One of, them, one of them didn't get in trouble for it because we couldn't prove she'd done it. The other right. one went to jail for about three months, right? They nicked five thousand pounds uh, bearing in mind they could only take out 250 quid a, a, a day well, exactly. they did it over a period of time chris these were ca- these were carers paid for by the council you yeah. can't trust anyone man yeah but if, if you feel like that you wouldn't trust yeah you can't anybody. you can't you can't give no, your I'm bank not, card I'm... to the, the and <laughs> also and also it's not fair on the window cleaner right because supposing <laughs> no it's not because supposing someone else somehow got money out of your bank account, then the, 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 the suspicion is on the window cleaner. Now, he might be a completely decent, thorough bloke, so yes. it's not fair on him. I know that. You know, when Why are you so reluctant to go into the bank and ask for help? No, I, I, I've been... I, no, you're not listening, though. Why are you so reluctant to go into the bank and ask for help? Uh, I, 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 Chris, I, I, let me finish a sentence. Okay. Why are you so reluctant to go into a bank and ask for help with um, a way to use a cash machine uh, or, or withdraw cash that doesn't rely you on asking a member of the public? Why are you so reluctant to do that? The only reason why I've done that... Obviously, I know, I know where the bloody... Um, the punch uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, as soon as I know where the five is obviously I know where, where things are but sometimes you've got so many things on the screen like do this do that do that, and I can't see the bleeding screen Chris Chris what you've not why are you, you now you're ignoring the question why are you reluctant to go into the bank or phone up the bank explain the situation <sighs> and come up with a clear plan where you can withdraw money safely that doesn't re- require you to ask someone for help no because a cash machine is not generic is it, it, it why are you ignoring the question but, but, why are you ignoring the question? I'm not in- ignoring the you're question. Not answer- you're, 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 you're coming up with excuses. I'm, ask- I'm asking you a specific question. Why won't you speak to the bank to find a clear and safe way to get cash out that doesn't require you to ask someone for help? I can't answer that. Um, because... Well, then you're nuts, man. You're nuts. No, no, I'm not bloody nuts. You're nuts. You're nuts, Chris. No, because that's the first time it's ever happened to me. Right. Okay. Well, okay, that, that should then be. Before. Yeah, that should be the lesson then. Yes, I hope so. No. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go off track now, because you were talking about films earlier. Yeah. 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 And oh, I don't say yeah. 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 Well, no, I feel I, you've got me really angry, Chris. Because I, I, I do apologise. Well, sorry. you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation, and you won't answer a simple question. 
I know, I know, I know. You've I'm, ignored I, the question three times. You know, You're like Theresa May talking about nukes. You just, keep, you just keep going off on a tangent about Jeremy Corbyn. Do you know what makes us stupid as well? I know that it's only materialistic things. You know, some, I got my iPad robbed again as well up there. See, I put myself in situations. So basically, you went to London, it cost you a grand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you wonder why I'm calling you stupid for trusting people. All right. Okay. All right. Give me a kick. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm I, trying I to give you a kick up. so you wake but, but up, I, man. I get back up again. How did your when, iPad? When, how did your iPad get stolen? You, you you said someone. I can't read the screen. Can you have a look at it for me? You didn't. You didn't. What? Did you say to someone? I can't read the screen. Can you have a look at it for me? I didn't say that to. No, I. Uh, well, how did no, your iPad no, no, get? No, no, no. How did I, your iPad I, I, get nicked then? Pardon? How did your iPad I, I, get I, nicked? I had, I had it in my, my my back. Now, I had it in my backpack. Obviously, somebody had taken it out of my backpack. I, that's all I had. I only stayed up for a couple of days, so I only I took a backpack with me. So it's been taken. I I phoned the hotel up that I stayed in. I phoned the, of course, I, because I was a little bit annoyed, I got a little bit drunk on the train coming back down, and I, I cost, see, you see things happen in freeze? So it cost me a fortune going up there on the train from the back beyond down in Swansea. Yeah, yeah. Um, cost, that cost me a fortune, because I don't like, oh, I'm going to say, I, 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 I grew up in a council estate. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. So, but I don't like staying. So, I did. If I go somewhere, I like to get ro- yeah. get ripped off. What? Get ripped? If you go somewhere, you like <laughs> to get ripped off. I, I, no. I, oh man, I just I don't know what to say, Chris, because you obviously don't. There are things no, that you uh, can do, not, and you obviously don't want to do them, and that's your that's your problem, man. If you don't want to do them, then you get robbed again. And as I said, I got robbed last year. Yeah, well, I wonder why it keeps happening. I know it's a, it's got to be a pattern somewhere, isn't it's it? It's got to be a pattern somewhere. What do you think yeah. that pattern might be? I don't know. I haven't worked it out yet. I don't know. Chris, look after yourself, mate. All right, thanks. Really. Thanks a lot. Well, that's the most depressing call I've taken in ages. Anyone else getting frustrated there? Not out of arrogance or because. Well, I say because not because he wasn't listening to me. No, because he wasn't listening to me. And it, uh, you know what? And horrific. That trip to London's cost him a grand at least. That's not including the train fare and the hotel. I found that very frustrating. Good luck, Chris. Look after yourself. Um, oh three four. I said I'll say that more sincerely. Good luck, Chris. Look after yourself. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The telephone number. There's more to this. Um, status quo story that meets the eye there's a lot more to it remember we had rick parfit on i thought it was absolutely brilliant and it was one of those interviews we've done a few interviews um david ike john lyden uh two where um 
people listened and and after both of those they came back and got in touch and said wow that interview completely changed my idea of those people and the rick parfit one certainly changed my opinion on him well no it didn't because i knew he'd be like that actually but um that was the francis rossi sorry francis rossi um, but it changed your opinion. He came across as, as chatty and talkative and told some wonderful stories and was delightful. Um, and at the end, he kind of said something. He basically, he said that he wouldn't be playing with Rick Parfit anymore. Well, he didn't quite say that, but he was. He sounded very upbeat about not playing with Rick Parfit and introducing you, new younger members to the band, and that's what the band needed. And then a couple of days later, there was a story in the paper where they they kind of said they wouldn't be playing together anymore, and then Rick Parfit died. Right? More to this story, guys. Have you read this? More to this story. Rick Parfit wanted to quit status quo after his friendship with bandmate Francis Rossi broke down, it was revealed yesterday. The guitarist, who died on Christmas Eve, aged 68, and whose funeral took place on Thursday, tells all in an unfinished autobiography. Now, when they say unfinished autobiography, I kind of get the impression you read the story that actually there isn't that much of a book written at all. This seems to give the impression it's just a synopsis. In the book, entitled Fighting for Every Heartbeat, he admitted he and Rossi had a strained relationship. He said, I want to tell the whole story, warts and all. I've never been able to speak freely before because of my commitments to the band. Now, though, it's time for the truth. You don't know who to expect from day to day with Francis. He is a colourful character, but you never know which colour he's going to be. Over the last few years, we've drifted a long way apart. It's fairly obvious he doesn't care very much about me. The feeling is mutual. Uh, now, I find this all fascinating, and I'm going to carry on reading, but now I'm reading out loud, I also feel like I'm, I'm going through someone's knickers drawer. You know what I mean? It feels a little bit... But, I mean, I've, I've, I've read it in my head, but it just feels like... Um, I feels a little bit naughty. But we'll, we'll carry on, shall we? Um, Rick, who died of complications following a shoulder operation, sent a synopsis of his book to publishers less than a month before he died. In it, he said he would never, ever again play with Quo, who had more than 60 UK chart hits in a career that began in 1968. Um, uh, oh, and I don't want to read that bit about his two-year-old daughter dying because that is um, is very upsetting. Um... Oh, then that's it. Then he took that door stand. It's, yes, it's pretty grim. It's pretty grim. But I, yeah, I, I got the feeling. I got the feeling that they, um, uh, that they had fallen out. Something bigger was going on. It's all very sad, isn't it? It's all, um, it's all particularly unpleasant. Hey, let's talk about Fun Pop. Fun Pop? Dredge keeps getting in touch saying we should get Donny Osmond on. Because he's in the UK. Um, Osmond doesn't interest me. Os- Osmond doesn't really interest me. I'd be an interest. I'm sure we'd have a good chat. But he doesn't really um, interest me. Uh, Cassidy. David Cassidy is the one. David Cassidy is uh, the one that fascinates me. And I've been trying to get Cassidy on. Uh, you never know. Um, but there's a wonderful picture. How old is Donny Osmond now? 59. 
59, and he looks good. And there's a brilliant picture of Donny Osmond now, live in Manchester Arena, guys. And he does this thing where he walks into the audience singing. <laughs> and, of course, it's older women. You know, it's going to be women in there. Uh, well, it's, hang on. So he was big. He was big 45 years ago. And they were, well, they're going to be late 50s, early 60s. And there's all the, oh, it is nice. It's just like your mum, Kath, and my mum just just kind of stood around him, looking on at him. There's one who looks like Deirdre Barlow. Um, just, he's, he's there with his eyes closed and the microphone singing whatever. And, I mean, look how happy they look, their little faces, don't they? And there's a couple that have got some phones out and they're taking pictures. Well, actually, no, there are two, yeah, there are two, three that have got their phones out. And there are some that are just there looking at him. They get to touch him. One's touching his face. One's touching his arm. And one, the least one is looking on dreamily. You can imagine the excitement, right? I don't, Osmond, I don't really get Osmond, but I get... I get pop fandom and I get being close to, you know, you know, I don't know if I, did I tell you this one? I don't think I've told you this. Last time I saw the monkeys in concert, took my um, eldest, who was four at the time, about to turn five, his first ever concert. We had front row seats at the Hammersmith Odeon and uh, he loved it. He was a bit daunted by it, but he loved it. And then there's a bit in the show where Mickey sings Going Down, which is this ridiculously fast song. And I know that part of their shtick for the last couple of years is that the second verse, he'll invite a member of the audience to sing it. And I was sitting in the front row and I sort of have a relationship with him. He needs to be reminded who I am every time I meet him. But when I tell him, he goes, oh, yeah, yeah it's great to see. And uh, he got to the point where he finished the first verse and he was stood right in front of me. So I was desperately focusing on his eyes. And he looked out and I was the first person he saw and he locked eyes and he sort of waved the mic at me. I went... Oh, yes, sir. This this is what I have been training for for the last 42 years. My dream, honestly, my literally my dream has been to go on stage and sing with the monkeys. I didn't get to go on stage, but he beckoned me forward. I'm stood. Yes, training. 42 years of training. I was stood at the edge of the stage and he held the microphone while I sang the second verse of going down perfectly, perfectly. No one filmed it. Can you believe that? Perfectly. And then I turned around to Hammersmith Odeon and I put my arms up in a big, yes! And I looked down at my son. Oh. He was sat there with his hands over his eyes and his body all scrunched up and he couldn't look. Couldn't look. And I spoke to him afterwards and said, how did that, um, did you enjoy it? Loved it. What did you, uh, what, did you th- what was your favourite bit? He always said all of it, all of it. I said, okay. Um, did you... Did you like the crowd? He said, well, there were too many people there. But I like the singing and I like the, the drums. I said, OK. What did you think about the bit when um, Daddy got up to sing? And he said, well, I didn't like that bit. I said, why not? How did it make you feel? He said, well, I don't know how it made me feel, but um, I couldn't look at you and it made my stomach feel funny. <laughs> I went, that sign is called embarrassment and that means i'm doing my job absolutely perfectly but 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 that was probably one of the highlights of my life right of course not the highlight kids being born all those kind of stuff but i would put that up there as one of the highlights of my life so i get these women i get these women in this picture 
I get these women. I get what they're going through. And it's joyous. And it's wonderful. And it's marvellous. And that's why when 12-year-old girls love pop bands, like, I don't know, One Direction, I don't know what it is at the moment. But when 12-year-old girls are a powerful force, man, their teen fandom is the most, is wonderful. And we shouldn't laugh at girls like that. And it is mainly girls, but there are some boys as well. And we shouldn't really laugh at 12-year-old girls when they go wild for their pop bands and when they get upset when um, members leave their pop bands. Because to them, it's real. You know, to them, it's a real emotion. And me as a 43-year-old man, 42-year-old man at the time, it was real for me. And for these women in their 50s and 60s, it's real for them. It's a wonderful picture. Whoever took this picture should um, get top marks. And fair play, they've then um, they've then put a picture from from forty five years ago when he was fourteen on his first UK tour in a pretty similar pose. It's a brilliant juxtaposition. Well done, Tim Lambden, the showbiz correspondent. At the age of just 14, his baby face, good looks and singing talent saw him followed by hysterical teenage girls. And 45 years on, it's clear he's lost none of his appeal to his legions of female admirers. The 59-year-old, here we go, he's 59, kicked off his tour on Saturday in front of a crowd of around 18,000 women. Well, 18,000 fans, majority of women women. 18,000 fans. When was the last time he had a hit? He had a hit in the 80s, didn't he? He's not had a hit for 30 years. He can still draw 18,000 people? Man, and that's just one date of the tour. Flipping heck. They sang, swayed and screamed their way through the concert at Manchester Arena, during which Osman walked into the crowd to sing directly to his adoring audience. Good for him. Well done for him. Uh, Last... 15 minutes of the show I can sit here and go through the papers if you want or you can call up if you want choice is yours I'd rather you called up it'd be nice to have a chat 0344 499 1000 0344 499 1000 we call you back late nights with Ian Lee on talk radio across the UK online and on DAB late nights Ian Lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk um, do you guys do you guys want to come in here? You're chatting you're chatting away to each other. You might as well come and do it in front of a microphone in here. Yeah, busted, Ed. You're busted. You got you got the same grin that my boys have when either one of them farts or I come home from work early and they're playing uh, on the Xbox. Because I'm a little bit stricter on the Xbox than my wife is, and Ed's got that same grin where he knows he's been busted. He knows. He's got to face the consequences. Yeah, we were talking about the audio we're going to send to the uh, online team. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. What, what have you picked out for today? Me having a go at a blind man? Um, you want to put that no, on? No, 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 no. It was the um, conversation <laughs> you had about uh, James Whale when he was a boy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was good, wasn't it? And what was the other bit? Um, oh, it was... You weren't. I can't remember. You were updating yeah, we your were, Facebook We status. were, and then we were also discussing the techniques applied. I taught Ed um, a great British tradition today when I came in. What's that? Haircut! <laughs> haircut! It was whenever at school anyone had a haircut and people would, you would walk in and the next day at school everyone would go, oh yeah, yeah, haircut! It was, yeah, it would have true. to be pointed out with uh, an extended finger point 
and a shout of haircut. And I used to get it every time my mum cut my fringe, and you could tell because it was always on the wonk. Mm. When we used to work um, with uh, uh, the BBC, there was a gentleman called Justin there. He was absolutely <laughs> one of the nicest, sweetest souls you can meet. He's a, he's a broadcasting machine. You would send him out to get um, a vox pop, like a two-minute vox pop for mm. the show. And he'd be back 40 minutes later with two pieces, one on what you'd asked for and one on just, something completely different that just, he'd made up. Just don't ask him about how he got it. You yeah. don't want to oh, know. Yeah, you don't want to know. He broke a lot of rules. Um, <laughs> and he would always refer to a haircut as a nut cut. <laughs> and my boys met Justin once, right? Uh-huh. They, well, they met him twice, actually, but mm. the, the, there was a big gap between meeting him. Um, and uh, after the first time, I'd always talk about my friend Justin. they go, I don't know who that is. I said, no, you met him. They go, oh, you mean the nutcut guy? <laughs> and I don't know how that stuck with them, but you, oh, you mean the nutcut guy? He had a lot of extraordinary turns of phrases. He used to shorten things down a lot. And it, evidence was the ev. ev. If we ever, we ever talk about the ev, it's because of that. And also, he wouldn't eat food long. No. So he so wouldn't eat a hot dog long. He'd have to chop it up. He wouldn't eat a banana, not in front of you. So he would have to have it in pieces. He wouldn't yeah. be able to and, eat something whole. And yeah. it, and it, there was definitely something phallic about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he thought it was like it, it looked it look- like he was gay. I mean that. <laughs> It's is just the logic. a hot dog, isn't it? Yeah, that is the insane logic. And he wasn't in any way homophobic. Au, au contraire. But he just felt that it was inappropriate and yeah. it made him look rude. in a way that he wanted. It made him look rude. But then, of course, every time he did attempt a banana or a hot dog, we were all, all eyes were on him, you know. Because that was the rarity. Because you were waiting to see how you'd tackle the yeah. tackle. <laughs> but, um, he was, uh, he, he, honestly, he's a broadcasting machine. And, oh, typical of Lug BBC, they don't quite know what they've... Uh, what they've got there mm. now i uh, um you used to work on radio new zealand yep. but you did like newsy stuff yep so i was working for a station called news talk zb i was kind of cool running what? news talk zb and they say z over there not yeah z. they say z. okay that's good we've got it right over there yeah yeah, yeah. it's one of the few Do you drive on the left hand side yep. right hand steering uh yep good, good for them yeah. it's nice to know we do we do things right um am i right in thinking that more countries drive on the left-hand side than drive on the right. I think that I've heard that before. Mm. But whenever I go and see my mate in Spain, it's always hilarious because we go to the car and I all automatically go and sit in the driver's seat. Mm. Oh, I hate driving abroad. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm I've never dared. She's always saying I should. No, I'm not. I'm not particularly confident. When I went to Slovakia last year for a weekend to see my brother, he said, "Oh, do you want to drive?" I'm like. No, I, I, maybe, okay, I'll give it a go. And I got really freaked out, the uh, fact that everything was backwards, and I've never done that apparently before. How do you get used to it, but... Oh, yeah, it took a while. I also nearly crashed his car into a ditch, but that's another story in half. Wow. Yeah. This, can I just say, Lee the second, who's blocked, right, he's grasped me up to Raheem Kassam. Yeah. Right, mm. I blocked him, that's why I couldn't see. He's grasped me up to... Um, he's also been quite rude. Raheem Kassam. I can see him now. Ian just called you a disgusting human being. I don't think Ian has taken the tablets tonight. Uh, Ian, why is Ian? Why are you? Bi- well, you're blocked, Lily. So, I, uh, but I can say, why are you being extra bitter and cranky tonight? Has he taken the, his tablets? You need help, Ian. Nasty, nasty person. He's then. Get this. Have you seen what he's got pinned to the top of his um, profile, though? Hilariously. Broccoli. No, 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 no. Look, uh, his look at his seeker of truth and justice for all. No, no, no. The, the pinned oh, tweet he's got where uh, he says that he maybe should um, modify his behaviour on Twitter. Um. I've realised it's to be more chilled and dignified with my tweets. I'm sorry if I've offended. I'm genuinely sorry. All right, buddy. Yeah, Get yeah. this right. But this is the ultimate, right? This is the ultimate. I mentioned the two mics on air, right? And yeah. I all I said were facts. They're two old farts. And Mike Parry probably robbed that, that blind man when he went to see <laughs> Is that what show. you said? Well, you're not listening. <laughs> no, I must have missed well, that Well, he bit. was saying that he'd gone to um, see... Um, 
the two mics. And oh, I said, well, yeah. Parry probably had, had a hand in, in the criminal shenanigans, right? Fair enough. And I said it um, knowing that they would be in the office next door listening to talk sports. So yeah. they would never hear it. So it was for our ears and the listeners' ears only, right? It's private for the talk radio listeners. Is that when I went for a wee, you said that? Yeah. Gosh, why do you save these things when I've gone? So this Lily, he's only tweeted the two mics. What a grass. Ian Lee just said, you are old farts. And he just called Mike Parry at old fart. He wasn't joking with how horrible. That is pro- <laughs> that that is bang out of order. I don't mind you telling Raheem Kassam and all of that stuff and calling me nasty, nasty. I'm nasty, nasty, nasty. But l- that is cross the line, mate. Telling that is stirring up divisions in the workplace. Yeah. That could cause problems. Telling them stuff like that could cause problems. So that is bang out of order, Lee, Lee the second. It's a nasty thing to do, Lee. That is a nasty, nasty, nasty thing to do. It's selfish, it's mean, it's irresponsible, and when I go out there... It's going to be really awkward. It's going to be awkward. I'm going to have to confront them. So, thanks a lot, mate. I think I can smooth things over. Bend over in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> there is a story. So, talk <laughs> news... Z News Talk. News Talk. ZB. ZB. What's yeah. the B stand for? Um, it was the old license. All right, mate. Calm down. Yeah. And what was your role there? I bet he was just like a tea boy. No, he wasn't. I've seen oh. him in a suit. Oh. I was the uh, online editor. Oh. Of the website. Okay. And at Sister Station Radio Sport. So it was really weird. So the talk station was the bigger one, and the yeah. sports station was tiny by comparison. Wait, well, hang on. What are you saying? I'm saying that it's really weird. What's weird? To see that talk radio is steady only slightly bigger than talk sport thank you yeah that was excellently turned around there because i thought we were going to say something else, i never right. did say that um <laughs> and how are you gonna are you a you're not a british citizen yeah no, i am i've got a passport because he's a half and halfer yeah. oh man i know you're stuck with so me sorry clever. have you got a new zealand passport as yeah. well oh that is sweet fifth, that is the su- most powerful passport in the world apparently well <laughs> really yeah better than australia's well, my nephews not are, saying much yeah, mate. Come true, on, really. my nephews have got american passports as well as oh. british passports that is that, they've got the prime combo right there that yeah. is a sweet deal although i don't know we were having a conversation this weekend oh. about whether he's going to sort of militarize and whether he'll be calling up like four and five year olds to uh oh yeah of course because they, they might want to rethink that whole dual citizenship thing uh, my sister says uh, uh, ha ha I'd never eat a banana in public. I thought it was just me. <gasps> really? That, is this? Is it? Are we? Are the, I'm always in, doing it. Does that make me a? In the dying moments of the show, have we stumbled across a phenomenon of people who are afraid to eat food long? But isn't isn't that also people who can't eat a long food without thinking about the other? I mean, sickos, perverts. Yeah, that's mm. true. Gosh, that's you're related true. to one. That's weird, Joe. You've you've disappointed me. <laughs> um, what's big what in about New Zealand? Calippo. Oh, what's that? A lolly? Yeah, well, oh, that's the ones. thing. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what's big in New Zealand radio? Who's big? Uh, a guy called Mike Hosking. 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 Yeah. Hosking. Hosking. Okay. Yeah. Who is he? Uh, he hosts the breakfast show on ZB. Yeah. Um, talk talkback. Oh, not really talkback. Interviewer. Okay. So he does radio in the morning and TV at night. How old is he? Fifty-three. Uh, I think he's. 45 maybe. Wow. or maybe he's 50 yeah still still got a few the years the thing that it? upset me watching king of comedy i'm nine years older than rupert pupkin 
And nine years. Yeah. And, he, and I always watch that and you think, oh, he's in his 40s. No, he's 34. I don't know how old Robert De Niro was. He's acting, so I suppose. He's not a proper age. Fake news. It's fake news. When I watched that, I was thinking um, what nice outfits the producer woman had. Yeah, I'm, I'd thought that as well, actually. She had nice she, flowy outfits. They were quite balloony. Did. Yeah, but, she was, mm-hmm. yeah. She was, she was wearing it, yeah. Um... Okay, and he's what? He's like a sort of. Is he a journal? Would you say he was a journalist? Uh, depends what the story is. Sometimes oh. he is. Sometimes he says, is he "No, fun? I'm definitely can, not a journalist." Can he do fun? Can he do? Yeah, he can do fun. Yeah, yeah. could he do this? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if he could. Do, oh, he could probably what? do a little bit of late night, what? but maybe yeah. not five days what? a week. Incorrect. Five. Days he could. He couldn't take your role though. No, no. But could he do anything approaching this? No, no, not really. Okay, that's that's good to know. It's nice for the old. Um, Eeg. The old eeg. <laughs> <laughs> I've got stories in the paper, but they're all miserable. I watched the... Ro- Everyone was going on about Rod Stewart being drunk, uh, p- pulling out the balls. I thought he was just being no- naughty. I saw it. I thought... Because I, wa- I was going to talk about it, and I watched it before the show, and it was really disappointing. All he did was he did a big arm movement. Yeah, cheeky. And then a cheeky grin. And that was it. Schoolboyish. Everyone mm. Twitter was alight with it. The- all the papers were dr- drunk. Sir Rod Stewart... He might, well, he might have been, or he might have just been messing around. But I, I thought it was very poor, <laughs> very poor. Do you call was that, is that a meme? Is he a meme? What drunk Rod? Yeah, is drunk no. Rod a meme? No, but the um, Spicer, the uh, new press secretary, is isn't mm. he? They've got him against a backdrop of lots and lots of fibs. Now. But but but, yeah. but but what I don't know what is a meme well he encapsulates the fake news phenomenon now doesn't he so the meme has to be an encapsulation a meme is has to be a still image no yeah I don't think it does yeah otherwise it's just a viral video isn't it I think I think videos can be memes well okay you carry on with your definition a a meme has to be a still image with with writing on it with writing on it that anyone can come up with a funny bit of writing to go on it yeah um, whereas a video like Rod Stewart or whatever it can is just viral video. I'm not sure I agree with your um, your definition. Yes, Chris. Um, hello. You should probably go because eh, we're going to finish yeah. in a minute. You're right, Chris. Um, yes. Um, I, I I rang you earlier on. Yeah, we've got about twenty I, seconds. I, I, hello. Yeah, we've got twenty seconds. Right, uh, I'm still listening to, to your radio station. Yes, and uh, um, I, I do apologise, but uh, I, I've been referred to that blind man. All I right, Chris, like that. all right, Chris. I forgot your name. I'll call you Chris from now on. I forgot your name. No, no, I, I've been mentioned on air by. Yeah, no, you're on. You're on air now. I forgot your name, Chris. I will refer to you as Chris when I remember it. We have to go. The show's no, over. Don't, don't call. Don't call me that blind man. Okie doke. Talk radio, twenty-four hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk radio. We'll get you talking.